Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. It is legal. Okay, so you shouldn't have to leave your house to get it. They will deliver it right to your doorstep. I mean, you get Chinese food delivered. You get uh, pizza delivered. Uh, you get all kinds of things delivered. Amazon delivers to you. Why not marijuana? Okay, uh, trust me. A lot of times you go to these dispensaries. You wait there for three hours. There's a hot bud tender that's like, try this, try that, try that. Then you get in your car. You get pulled over. Now you got a DUI. Okay, there are traps. Don't fall into the trap of getting a DUI, okay? Instead, go to speedweed.com. They will take care of you. They got all kinds of great stuff from CBD to marijuana to THC sex lube, which me and my wife used the other day, actually. We used the THC sex lube, and I highly recommend it. Uh, granted, my penis was stoned and wanted to watch cartoons all day, okay? But it was good stuff. So go to speedweed.com, mention Roasted. You get $10 off, $100 or more, Okay. Also, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Listen, this stuff is the bomb, okay? It is the bomb.com. They have the best CBD on the market. They have potent CBD-infused coconut oil, olive oil, MCT oil, vape pens, and more. It's gluten-free, vegan, paleo, and sugar-free. It is lab-tested. Go to scmedicinals.com, scmedicinals.com. They got marijuana face mask. They got marijuana, like I said, they have marijuana coconut oil, marijuana olive oil. You can make salads with it. You can make all kinds of stuff. You can just put it, rub it right on your body. All right. I highly recommend it. Uh, mention roasted. You get $10 off a hundred dollars or more. So, uh, I was in Reno last week doing comedy. Um, the average age was, uh, dead. Uh, it was, it was fun. The, the, the last show was like a little ridiculous. They had this like group of like 60 older people show up uh, nice. but they, and they were they were a lot of fun old people are the best people think like you're old you gotta be clean old people wanna no, hear it no it's, it's the opposite it's, it's the exact opposite they've been there they've done it all they're, I did, I did ready have, I did they have to shout a little bit I had to shout my jokes because <laughs> and then there was a guy that was wearing like a a, a veteran hat so I was like oh what you're a veteran you know what, what war and he's like the Korean and I, and I, Jesus. I, and I pointed at an Asian guy I'm like run run you know, like, <laughs> he, he like might have flashbacks you know so then, then the guy stood up and he goes I gotta tell you something and I go what he goes we're here because we are building a base a monument and went on for like 20 minutes like like in the middle and then at first in I had the middle to, of your yeah show? and I had to be respectful oh, and I was like okay okay yeah. I'm like thank you sir and this is the weirdest heckle I've ever gotten <laughs> most of my heckles aren't PSAs uh and then like then he sits back down and then he go it goes and he gets back up I'm like okay no we're good sir we're good uh, <laughs> this is not the Titanic you uh, can tell the story of the Titanic but uh, but it was cool I mean I got a lot of probably sleep probably one of the survivors oh uh, yeah he was but um but then I I drove back after the show Sunday night Oy. from eight hours back oh, dude that's a rough drive too <sighs> and I got pulled over because like we went the wrong way we went to like the faster road but then it was it wasn't the freeway it was like and the, these speed traps they go from oh, 30 yeah. to 55 yeah. 65 down to 30 and then of course cop pulls me over and I'm like uh, like four years ago I got a ticket for going 104 in a 65 Ooh, where so I'm gonna go my way to like I don't know maybe Fresno around there to do a show and I was late for wrestling practice yep. we had a tournament coming Sounds up about and, right and 
that killed my my points. Like, oh, like there's like sucks, yeah, there's like two people that will even insure me because of it, you know. So I'm like, listen, please, sir. I, you know, blah blah blah. You know, I'm I'm a comic and I coach wrestling. I was throwing all kinds of stuff. Say with something it. funny. That's exactly what happened. The guy goes, he goes, I'll let you. He goes, I'll let. He goes, I'll let you out if you if you tell me a joke. <laughs> and uh, and I did. And then did you I give him a cop joke. No, I said uh, I had a threesome, but it was the wrong ratio. It was me, a dude, and a dude. And the guy's like, oh, I knew he would like that joke. So I got I got out of that. I got out of that ticket. But uh, for oh. every ticket I get out of, I don't get out of ten. So I just have to kind of. Yeah. Um, but speeding speeding tickets should be like that's that's few and far between, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be like. I, I've gotten pulled over a couple times. I've never actually gotten... I got a speeding ticket once on the way to Vegas. But do you show your, your, your uh, military badge and everything? They, they don't care, usually. Really? Yeah, they don't care. That's crazy. Doesn't matter. I mean, and I'm, you know, I don't, I don't like... Oh, come on, man. I was in the Marines. Uh, don't give me a ticket. Like, I'm usually the... I know, I know. I'm sorry. I was going too fast. And wow. they'll drop it down. Like they dropped it down a couple miles an hour, so I wasn't like over the whatever. But right. Did you watch? Uh, the, did you watch the dirt? No. Oh, okay. So the dirt is this mo- a book about Motley Crue, and they interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, they inter- yeah. It's an amazing book. They interview all four members, but don't tell each other what they're saying. Like, like not what at the once. The other one said, or something. yeah, and it's a crazy. I mean, these guys were nuts, but they were funny and i mean sad and tragic and you love them and you hated them all yeah, the time, all time. uh so they made a movie on netflix yeah i just saw the the trailer for it M- i tell you machine gun kelly plays tommy lee he murders it really yeah, yeah. okay i'll he watch it. it uh the the one motley Crue story i have was i used to go to porn star karaoke and in, in burbank they had this thing where porn stars do it's exactly what it's porn stars doing karaoke but you gotta like be one of the like the cool people to sit up front, like they, you know, like otherwise you're kind of like watching like a like a zoo animal, like you're behind. Yeah. It. And I used to, I knew some porn stars back in the day, so I got to sit. And when it first came out, it was awesome. Women were just topless all the time mm-hmm. and like making out with each other. I mean, girls were giving head in the bathroom. It was it was insane, right? That's insane. Then it, then everyone found out about it, and then it's like sucked, just like anything else. It was like, of course. But one night, I remember I was there, and the group Survivor used to always play. Survivor did the Rocky soundtrack. Yeah, and they used to play. They they killed it. They used to sing Journey and they murdered it. Right? They would play there. Yeah, they go there every during week. during porn star karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So you get porn stars and a Survivor show. Yeah, right. And they'd always turn down. They didn't know like it was. They put on a good show. So then I was there, and you know Ron Jeremy was always there, and uh, Be Real was there from Cypress Hill. Of course. So I'm sitting at a table with like Be Real and Ron Jeremy and like another friend of mine. And it was right when Christina Aguilera's Dirty came out. That song, Too Dirty, you know, like, mm-hmm. and there was like seven girls sort of like freaking each other on this, on like, not even a stage, on like the floor. But they were like going, they were like making, it was, it got really sexy really quick. Like that, people, women liked that song when it first came out. Very much so. So, people were looking around like, wow, this is, this is pretty, this is pretty intense. It's pretty crazy. And all of a sudden, like, Tommy Lee shows up. Like, he got like the bat signal, like, like the horse signal, like, <laughs> Like, There's seven women making out with each other. I gotta go. Yeah, like, like I, you know, instead of the Batman sign, it's just a huge cock. You know, like they just. So he shows up, I think by himself, pretty much, and he sits at our our, our, our table. Maybe Be Real called him, and he's sitting there, and these girls are like, Tommy, Tommy, and these porn stars ran to the table immediately, yeah. and they were like, Tommy, look at my tits, right? And the girl just shows her boobs, and I'm like, all right, what's Tommy gonna do? You know, is he gonna, is he gonna suck them? Is he gonna just be like cool? So he takes a lighter 
and tries to like burn the girl's nipples. Like takes out a lighter <laughs> and tries to set him on fire. What? Yeah, and the girl looks really confused. Like like why is he melting tits right yeah, now? What are, what are you doing? There was just an awkward like two minutes, and then they Did just she just stay there. Did she, looked, she just stand there while he was like for like a, a good minute or two. A lighter under yeah, t- yeah. And then she just walked away. Like that. That was the whole. And I was like. I guess when you've seen that many boobs. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's see uh, if these ones light on fire. Yeah, so that was, that was crazy. <laughs> and then one time I was going to see, I was watching Alice Cooper play. I was like, Alice Cooper, my dad used to manage Alice Dude, Cooper. Alice so we had, you know, awesome. we had great tickets. And, and it was like at the Hollywood Bowl. And it was, I think it was Alice Cooper and uh, Cheap Trick was opening. And I'm into it. Alice is on stage. And I'm sitting next to the drummer from Def Leppard. And I know it's him because he's got the long hair and he's got the one arm, right? One arm. <laughs> so the guy in Alice Cooper is doing like a drum solo. And I, me, like an idiot, I go, like, hey, who's better, you or him? And he goes, he is. He's got two fucking arms. <laughs> like, like, oh, duh. I was like, all right. That's, uh, <laughs> I guess that answers that. So that was my Alice Cooper. <laughs> Hilarious. So how was your weekend? What's going on with you, Tyler? Uh, how was my weekend? I worked all day Saturday. I got a call at 1130 at night asking if I could come in at 430 in the morning. Oh, my God. Which security? I did. Yep. So I showed up at 4.30. We had a, a TV shoot. There's like a reality show that was shooting that day. So we had to coordinate like setups and deliveries and people coming in and out. And it was insane. Um, and then Saturday, I didn't get to watch the fights. I saw the, I saw the main event, of course, yeah. like everybody else did. But Saturday, just hung out at home with the lady and ate some food, ate some pie, ice cream, got right. fat. Nice. Sunday barbecued all day. It was awesome. Good good weekend. Yeah. Good weekend. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, um, I did watch the fights. I watched a lot. I watched the Bellator fights. I watched the UFC fights. I forgot Bellator. There was, was also on. the world's strongest man fought. What? Uh, Putinowski fought. Who did he fight? He fought some other, like, weightlifter. In, in a... KSW. Like a, like a uh, exhibition? No, it was a real fight. The guy's always fighting. K- the KSW. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. He lost in the first round. He like an injury off like a double leg or something. Oh, or, shit. That sucks. Uh, but Norman Park won, so I like that. I, I love Norman Park. Uh, right, Violet? Uh, yep. Yep. So Norman Park fought and won. I like him. Yeah, Storm Norman. He's awesome. What? Uh, where's he? Fu- is he in Belt? No, he fought in uh, KSW. Oh, KSW. Um, and then uh, what else happened? So. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about some of the fights. So Anthony Pettis versus Wonderboy. I mean, Wonderboy was getting the best of him. He was. I he mean, was definitely getting the best. I mean, obviously we saw, we know what happened, but I yeah. wouldn't, you know, count Wonderboy out at all. Oh no, no, no. And, and it's not like I mean, it's not like Pettis is some no-name guy that like showed up in the UFC. Like he's he was the former champ. You know, like he he knows what he's doing. Um, but like I, I think if they fought ten times. I think I think Thompson wins nine out of ten. Yeah, I had I had him I had him winning. Like I didn't I didn't see a way that Pettis was going to win this fight, but I guess a well fed well fed Anthony Pettis is a dangerous man. Well, he is a dangerous man. And also, what makes him so dangerous is that like how do you train for that punch, Superman punch off the cage? Yeah, I mean, who's throwing that in practice? Nobody. Uh, Anthony Pettis is probably right. <laughs> so that's what makes him always dangerous. But I think a lot of people are counting Thompson out and saying he's chinny and saying this and saying that. And I don't know about all that. I mean, it definitely didn't look like the hardest punch. Yeah. But he also wasn't expect you know, he wasn't expecting it. So his mouth was 
and those are the a ones, little bit yeah. and he was moving into it you know it's like it's one of those things like you can get flicked the right way and, and go down so right i wouldn't I wouldn't count him out. By the way, so Conor McGregor announced today he's retiring. Yeah, uh, but, out of nowhere. But then it came out to t- in New York Times that the sexual assault case against him is like is really hap- It's like legit. Like there's and, actually one happening. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I mean, Conor McGregor, it's just so sad because you look at a guy like you can look at a guy with that amount of talent, and it only takes you so far. Well, what's interesting is he was. He was so focused and so driven up to the point of becoming the champ champ. And then it just like, it seems like since then it just spun way out of control. Yeah. And he's just surrounded by enablers. And I, and I, and I I, I understand people that are saying that like, yeah, well you try being a, a plumber and then not getting a billion dollars. Okay, fine. But is that, but is that, that was in his mind the whole time. Like that's what he was gonna do, you know. Like, he and is that even ex- is that an excuse? And you know what? There are guys that have like guys like LeBron James, who who make it work. Uh, there yeah. are other guys that actually that actually do it that there can make that of, work. Yeah, there are a bunch of people that have that much money that that don't. I mean, go Vladimir. I mean, the, assaulting people. Lennox Lewis. Well, you never heard of Lennox Lewis uh, stuff like that, or you know, the Klitschko brothers. And, right. You know, you could argue that Connor was bigger than the Klitschkos, but. I don't know. Uh, I think way bigger. What? I think way bigger. Klitschko sells a lot of tickets, and, and I mean some of those stadiums. He's big they in play the boxing that. world, but yeah, yeah. Uh, like people know Conor he, McGregor. They didn't cross the over. Whole fucking world knows. And, and he's was, he was, he was more exciting and stuff. But yeah, I'm just saying that you can attain that type of fame and fortune and not, you know, be cheating on your wife, going to clubs at five o'clock in the morning and Correct. throwing people and you know throwing dollies at trucks, <laughs> train whatever buses and everything else, breaking so, CB's phone. But yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but what's sad is that eventually that talent will go away, and right. just like anything else, like you have a prime. Yeah, you want to use it. Use it. The up. only person that seems to talent not go away is with John Jones. It seems like that's the guy that I just you keep waiting. All right, is this going to be the fight where yeah. his luck runs out? And, <laughs> and you're like, nope. It just seems to get definitely better. not. It's crazy. Uh, so Curtis Blades beat Justin Willis. He just Justin Willis. Is a good fighter, but not that level yet. And yeah. I, Curtis Blades a really good wrestler. He really is. And who did really Justin is. take takedown defense with? I mean, you know you're wrestling, you know you're fighting Curtis Blades. You know the guy's a great wrestler. Why are you, it, it was too easy to get taken down. I mean, it was too, way too easy. And he was talking so much crap before the fight. Willis yeah, was. But I mean, I guess when it's when you're Conor McGregor, you can you can do that. Yeah. But it's just not for everybody. Like I don't know why more guys don't just shut their mouth and go in and fight. Like you're not selling, you're not hyping your fight at all. Nobody knows who you are. Dude. Yeah, you know, like you're not hyping it up. You're not making people tune in because you're talking shit. So. I mean, although I mean, look, Joseph Wells is a tough dude, and he's got a, a huge. He can hurt you. It just seemed like a takedown defense was not there at all. And and look, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to all of a sudden. Go up against a guy who won the Division Two national championships, and you know, right. on a three-month training camp, and go, "Hey, now I can wrestle." Like it's hard for wrestlers to stop his takedown when they're only wrestling, right? You know what I'm saying? So you throw him in MMA, and it's like well, he's pretty much going to take down whoever he wants, except Francis Ngannou. Uh, oh, you talking about Curtis Blades? Well, I don't know. I mean, Curtis Blades, Stephen Miocic. Uh, I'm not sure he's taking him down. Stephen was a college wrestler. I don't know. I think you could do it. I, I think you could do it. Who's taking Steve Bay down and held Nobody. him there? Nobody. Who's tried? 
who's really tried to actually like wrestle with Stipe? Not too many. Most of his fights have been boxing matches. Most of the heavyweights aren't good wrestlers, yeah. it seems like. Or he takes people down. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know, I mean, like guys like Overeem, not the guys he kind of beat on the way to the top. Verdum, Overeem, those aren't wrestlers. Overeem tapped Stipe. No, he lost. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, uh, what else? Some other good fights that were going on. Um, Luis Pena, that kid's going to be really good. I don't know if he's gonna, ever going to make the weight again, but um, the guy, who wants to talk about? Uh, violent Bob Ross. Love Violent he, Ross. He's good. He really impressed me. He, he legitimately impressed me. It just sucks when a guy comes in three and a half pounds over. Yeah. Because it just take, it takes away from the, from the win. I'm sorry, but it does. Three and a half is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. A lot. Macy Barber. Colin McKenzie Dern. There's a girl that was saying she's in, on the next Ronda Rousey. On the next, she was talking a lot of smack, and J.J. Aldrich was lighting her up on the feet. Yeah. I mean, she was taking it to her, and then just boom. J- but I don't, I'm not sold on Macy Barber yet. I, I like Macy Barber. She's 20 years old. Yeah. That's young, but yeah, she's got to move her head. Good. She's, she's gotta, good. But she's got, she gets hit a lot. She does. I like her, though. I, I like her, but yeah, I want to go back. That was one of the one of the ones I really wanted to, to watch. You got to watch Bryce I'm Mitchell. The, Bryce Mitchell, Bob, this kid Bryce Mitchell's from Arkansas, and he's from like the sticks. Like he's from the sticks. So after he wins, he's like Reebok. Where's my camo shorts? I want camo <laughs> shorts, Reebok. Right? He's the guy that like, I love it. He's the guy that like dug the, the the drill through his balls. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh they, my god, dude. Like. How did he? How do you recover from? Then that? they interview him and like right about that afterwards. He's like, "Yeah, you know, I look down like my wiener's still there, so I'm happy, but my ball's all wrapped up." He's like, and he's like, "Man, I'm gonna." He's like, "I'm in college now. People think I'm dumb. I'm just gonna take that money and I'm gonna." Put, I'm, and he talks about like the trailer he's building. He lives in a trailer, and he's like, "Yeah." And then I'm taking my mom. He's like, "Me and my girl, we got some Jerry Springer shit right now." He is like he's backwards, the best as they come. <laughs> But so cool. Dude, like, those guys are the best, dude. Dude, he I have is a, so... I have a buddy that's like, he's from Mississippi, and he's super smart, but everybody, you know, he has that accent, yeah. and everybody's like, he's just fucking hilarious. Oh. Everything he says is hilarious, man. He talks about his ball sack. Like, <laughs> then he's like, you know, who the hell wants to have a, you know, I might as well be dead if I can't use my, my, like, my, my wiener. And then he's saying how, like, he's like, yeah, then I have to go to the hospital, and my, my ex-girlfriend's, he goes, my ex-girlfriend's friend, or like, his boy's girlfriend was the nurse or something, and, and then like and like it was cold there, so now she thinks I got a small wiener and I can't live that down. Oh, uh, it was it was the greatest thing fantastic. I've ever heard. And they like, cause you know, everyone in the star. town works. For, so he's like, so now everyone thinks I got a small wiener. Like, <laughs> dude, that dude is my hero. Like, he he's the best, and he's really good. He's yeah, really, he is good. He's undefeated. He uh, is good. Uh, and I'll tell you a fight that I didn't. It was crazy. Well, Marlon Vera knocked out Frankie Sands. He's the truth. Uh, random Marco. Frankie's good too. Took down Angela Hill and submitted her first round. Wow! Uh, like made it look easy. Wow. Angela, I was like, I was a man. Random Marcos. Random dude. I'll tell you. Random Marcos is she. I. I think she can make at least a title run. I don't know if she would I don't know if she would win. She's inconsistent. But exactly. If she got if she, whatever that is, like she's got the talent for it. Yeah, yeah. And she's got the drive for it. It's just like some weird mental thing. So if she can figure that out, man, she's going to be dangerous. No, she looked great. She's be really dangerous. She looked great. And 
And Angela Hill's no pushover. I was like, no, was not pick, at all. I thought Angie was gonna like keep the distance and and you know keep it away. Yeah, she's got the speed on Randa. Like angry, just turning like, into a it, into a point striking match. Well, they didn't like each other from the Ultimate Fighter house, so like personalized Randa is a dangerous Randa. Yeah, it's almost like she apparently. can only fight girls. Yeah, she doesn't like. Only... Uh, so this week, upcoming. First of all, CES in uh, which I like CES. It used to be out of Rhode Island. Um, CES puts a good show on. So now they're on they're on Fight Pass, which is cool because a couple guys that I know, Matt Bassett, yep, is fighting. There's a guy who had like two chances in the UFC. Couldn't make it work. But he's really good, Matt Bissett. He just, you know. And then Kyle Magalies against Eric Spicely. Eric Spicely. Those are two UFC guys, right? Yeah. Uh, Spicely. Spicely was for sure. Kyle Magalies, I don't know. Yeah. And by the way, David Michaud and James Johnson signed with the PFL. So I'm happy for Smart David Michaud. James Johnson, undefeated guy, wrestled for Iowa. Uh, I think All-American, all if I'm not mistaken, was in the UFC, went undefeated. And then left because he didn't like the way he was being. I, you know what? Win that million dollars. He's exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know why more guys aren't going. If like these guys that are that are middle of the road UFC, or, or even or even like you know a top twenty or twenty five in the UFC. Like, fuck man, go over there see if you can make a million bucks. Well, especially now they're making a one fifty five for what's your name that Kayla Harrison. She oh. only has three fights. So if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm a one forty five girl, yeah. I'm going up to 55. Yeah. I mean, why would why I not? not? Why not? I know that Sarah Kaufman is. Because isn't it like they get a first, second, and third, third yeah. place all get, you get money? You get a quarter million dollars, you come in second. Yeah. So, like, why the fuck not? <laughs> I mean, even if I was, what's your name? I would do up. The girl from uh, the, what's that girl? The girl who won it, who kept hitting Holly Holm below the belt, or like after the bell. Oh, uh, uh, that girl from uh, Duran. Do yeah, you know I mean? yeah. If I was Jermaine, I'd go there. Yeah. She's not making a million dollars in the UFC. No, no way, no way. Even like the even the the big females, and that's like that's an issue because I think the the female divisions are are becoming so popular now, and they're still getting paid like shit. Yeah, like like you want to talk about the wage gap existing? It exists in MMA for sure. Yeah, you know like. I don't. I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you want to pay your female superstars like like you should? Yeah. No. If I was a one forty five pound girl, I. By the way, I've been. Uh, I'm with my baby right now. I'm holding her. She keeps reaching for the microphone. Yeah. Uh, talk? I, I got, I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little concerned because you, you know how jokes? they have those like you know they have those like rings that you like those like donut rings. Yeah. Put on the thing. So she keeps taking off them off and then trying to swallow the the main thing like. And I'm like, babe, that, that I, I know your mom does that, but like this, this is you. You come. What are you doing? Are you, not yet, baby. Not I'm, yet. I'm starting to get a little concerned. Hey, um, all right. So Bellator this week, good fight between Saad Awad and Brandon Gertz. Yeah, Saad Awad's a killer, man. So is Brandon Gertz. I don't know much about Brandon Gertz. He's a kid from Colorado that just always goes for the knockout. Tough dude. Huh? Saad Awad came to my house, and um. He, he was there with Georgie Caracanya. We did a podcast. Comes over. It was when my, I had the, uh, we took in this pregnant cat. And then there was, she gave birth in my bathroom. So I had four little kittens in my bathroom. And, and they were like a week old. And I was like, we did a podcast. He's being these tough guys. I go, hey, you guys want to see kittens? <laughs> and Saad was like, yeah. And he was holding them. And he's like, man, you know a guy's character by how he treats animals. And yeah. and I was like that really we had like a moment it's you know true. like yeah so fuck Frank Shamrock uh, <laughs> you heard what happened no he's fighting being, dogs or something it, 
he he's being investigated. Oh. He, he he went to his mom's house, and his mom had two dogs, and then he had to fly with his mom somewhere to get care or something. So he needed a place to keep the dogs. So he put on Facebook, "Hey, I need someone to watch this dog. I gotta catch a flight," and yada yada. And no one responded. So he put the dog in a truck for five days, outside. What do you, what the what the fuck are you thinking? Outside dude? an airport, like, I mean, at the very least, Frank Tamark has enough money to board a dog for a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, so now he's being. So I mean, you could call that a case of being hit in the head too much and just not having a brain in Yeah, he wasn't really hit that many times. I, I mean, Frank Sam, I mean, Frank Samrock usually did the Boss hitting. slapped the shit out of him. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, uh, but then again, like, like the lion's den, I'm sure that, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, he was hit sparring, plenty of times. Not the, not the fights. But Frank Shamrock, but to his credit, he says, listen, I take full responsibility for my actions and I'm willing to accept whatever thing. There you go. So it wasn't like a malintent. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like a malintent thing. It was like a, it was like a loss of thought thing. Uh, I, he probably thought he'd get away Most with likely. it. I'm sure he thought he'd get away with it. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure. But still, come like on, a, dude. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's a dog. and yeah. He probably left him water. Like, did he leave him like water and food in the I, truck? Or I, was don't, just like, I don't know. He just threw him in there and was like, yeah, he'll survive five days. No problem. I don't know. But it's just like, what, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. I mean, I mean you, should have, you should have one friend that could watch your dog. And if you can't, Frank Shamrock, you've made a lot of money over the years. Yeah, like, take the dog with you. You could fly with it. I don't you know. Fly with a dog, right? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened don't, there. Don't they board dogs in in like the bottom airplanes? Well, that sucks. So no, a guy we're talking to in uh, about a half an hour, Daniel Strauss taking on Shane Crutchton, my boy Shane. I like Shane a lot. You know Shane, right? Military. Yep. Used to be a cokehead. Used to be like five hundred pounds. Now he's a tenth planet guy. Daniel Strauss is also a good friend of mine. This should be a good fight. Um, Daniel's going up to one forty-five, I believe. No, he was at 45. Oh, so right? they're fighting at 45? He was at, he's been at 45. I think this fight's at 55. It says 45, both of them, though. Oh, well, maybe it's at 45. Uh, Andre Koreshkov, he's really good, right? Yes, Koreshkov's a killer. He's too. fighting Mike, Mike Jasper. I don't know who Mike don't Jasper know Mike is. Jasper. Koreshkov should win this. Joe Schilling versus Keith Berry. Woo! This is going to be a good fight. The KO Kid. Keith Berry, I've known him for years. He used to date like one of the hottest porn stars ever. He's probably had sex with every female fighter in, in California, and I'm not kidding. And he, he hooked up with, uh, you, you know, she's gorgeous. Uh, he was dating her for a while. Forgot her name, but... I'm not going to start naming Keith Barry. They came to my show. Every one of them is going to be wrong, and they're, we're going to get to 50. And, and Joe Schilling is just a crazy <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, Joe Schilling is, is one of my personal heroes. This should be a good fight. He's one of my personal heroes. Uh, this should be a really good fight. Um, why I know he, Joe's been working a lot. I know Joe and Mickey have been working a lot on his jujitsu. Yeah, didn't he enter uh, like a contest? Or yeah, something? he did. A, he did like the the high rollers jujitsu. Joe Schilling did. Joe Schilling did. How did he do? I think he, I think he might have won one match, but still, he, the fact he that he even did he it, didn't win. Yeah, good for him. But yeah, he did it in the gi too. Like really? Yeah, he just went for it. Uh, he seems like a real nice guy. Him, him, and Baroni were supposed to fight. They, 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 it got, the few got really nasty. When were they supposed to fight? <laughs> I think I knew a huge fight on oh Facebook. Oh, my God. I think, I think <laughs> Phil, as much of a, of a fan as I am, would uh, not have a good time. 
it got it got like it got really personal. Chris Lieben just knocked out Phil. So yeah, so. I watched that fight ten times. <laughs> I still don't know what happened. Joe Schilling. Uh, Those guys Joe haven't been paid yet be. either, at all. Like Lieben None got Lieben got ten thousand out of the out of the, out of the hundred. And like no one else got paid, it's just and the guys in jail. It's all right. Sleeping's on the he's on the ref circuit now, so he's making that bank. You know. No, he's doing the other thing. He's doing the other boxing, bare knuckle boxing. Oh, he is. He's yeah. refing too. He ref he refed my fight. He refed your fight. Chris Lieben ref my fight. Really? Yes. And Stefan Bonner was the announcer. No way. Yeah, dude. He was talking about my nuts the whole time. Who was Stefan Bonner? Bonner? Why was he about your nuts? I got kicked in the nuts three times. Apparently. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even... Like, I felt it a little bit, but not not really. And he was astonished that I wasn't he's doing like, down or complain about it. He's doing a lot better. By the way, Mayhem keeps calling me. We could always talk, From but I'm jail. never by a recorder when he calls. But the next time he calls, I will record it and do a podcast with mayhem record it straight, to, straight to your phone you can't though oh yeah you can't like record a yeah call, right? you put on speaker I, yeah but that's what i'm saying i have to like put on speaker and then record it with the skype yeah, yeah. Or, or with the zoom if anybody knows how to record on your phone if there's a program let me know because i don't know the program sorry i'm sure i could probably google it but it's probably illegal really probably or you have to let them know that's all it is. No, like I'll, I'll, let, let, I'll them let them know, know but, like, but is there oh, going to be an app where you can record? There has to be an app. Because there's, I mean, I used to do um, recruiting, like... Hi, like Mickey. Please leave me a brief message or just shoot me a text. Thank you. Shoot him a text. I did. Shooting you a text, Mick. Um, yeah, I used to do, be like in, in like corporate headhunting for six months. Yeah. And we had, our phones were like built, to, you just hit like star or something and it would start recording the call okay so i gotta do that yeah uh i gotta do that because i we me and may have some of the best conversations by the way he's doing amazing he's the old mayhem well uh i gotta preface that by saying he's the, the old, old mayhem. He's, he's he's the mayhem that everyone's fell in love with uh the, the dancing the mayhem charismatic you know introspective smart fun uh, he's reading a lot of books he's 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 leading the the, uh, the the workouts with all the uh, prisoners. Uh, he's actually teaching them. Uh, they all, they all love him. They have a great idea. Let's teach all these prisoners mixed martial arts. And he's doing well. No, I think it's more like he's teaching them. Like uh, they have like sprint. They do a hundred. I think he does like five thousand push-ups a day. That's awesome. And then like sprints and then all that other oh, it's stuff. Probably great. It's probably great for him. You know. Well, he said he's. Ha- I mean, great. I go told him. I go, dude, you sound happier now than you did when you were free. And he's like, yeah, because, he, you know, you could be free and not free. Well, yeah, because now he has some structure and order and there's people putting rules around him that he couldn't put around himself. And it's like, all right, well, I can he can function in that. Yeah. It's like when he was fighting, when he was actually actively fighting, he had to adhere to a schedule and adhere to like, OK, you can't eat this. You can't be fucking drinking all the time if you have a fight in six weeks. I, I, so like when I, I was in when I went to boarding school in Maine, you know, they uh like this is my, this it was for troubled kids. I talked about Hyde. I really needed it. I'm happy I went. But my day was like 5:30. Wake up, mm-hmm. cut bananas for the whole school, from, to, from six to 6:30. Go to class from. You had to go to class obviously from 7:30 to noon. From one to two counseling groups. Talk about your feelings, your problems, what you got to work on. Uh, from three o'clock to 4:30 sports. You had to play a sport. Usually the one you didn't want to play. 
And then, then you had to have dinner. You couldn't miss meals. If you could miss meals, you had to do a, like a workout at five thirty in the morning. Really? Then you had then 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 you had study hall from seven to ten, and then lights out at eleven. Right. Wow. And and I'm actually giving myself more time than there actually was. It was right. down to the minute. Right. right. The only time you had free was Sunday. Sunday was your only free day. Uh, so that, it's like boot camp. I mean, that's essentially what, exactly what boot camp was. Sundays we had like six hours. So to do laundry and write letters and shit. What ended up happening was they had like a 98% college graduation, like people getting to college. Yep. People that stayed in college, I think it went down to, down to 40%. <laughs> because you didn't have that. When you got yeah, to college, you you're, like, rules. you're like, what, what is it? I'm like, and then you, on top of that, you couldn't lie, steal, cheat, drink, have sex. Yeah. And those were ethics. And then they made you... I hate to say brainwash, but in a lot of ways it was seeing that if you did those things that you were going to have a dirty conscience and then it was going to prevent you from achieving your best and you were a liar and so a bad person. school without being religious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so it was my high school except without, without God. And I'm happy I went once again, but I, I actually went back there to do a comedy show slash the 50th anniversary and I'm like, you know, the problem was there was no regents exams. So... And you got two grades, an effort grade and an achievement grade. So you can get like a 60, but if you got like a 90, they, they put a, you got a, yeah, you got a yeah, 75. Yeah. So, right. um, which is not how the real world works at all. Not at all, but, but you know. But we're, also, we're learning. like the teachers were not, like I think it was like they just drew straws the day before. Like I remember my, my, my teacher for, uh, I think it was calculus, was always giving school tours. So he came into this class one day and he goes, all right, write a, write a paper on anything you want. So I wrote a paper on the Ebola virus. And it had nothing to do with calculus. And I don't think he even graded it. You know? So like when I went up there and I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I'm happy that I, uh, you know, when I went here, I learned integrity, leadership, and curiosity. I wish I would have learned some math, science, and English for as far as like college. But now that I'm 40 years old, I look back. You know, yeah, yeah, algebra probably isn't the greatest, you know, thing that I could know, but being uh, an honest person is, yeah. you know, uh, being able to look people in the eye, yep. being able to not dig. I mean, I've gotten more work out of not digging people over, you know, like, and, and that's and, exact. I mean, that's exactly how my school was. Exactly. It was all like we had, you know, Christian character and whatever else you but, name it all. It was all. I went back there though this year and like. None of what we they used to make because it used to be if you stole or drank or had sex, you'd wake up at five thirty in the morning and do like you know four hundred push-ups, run two miles, like sprints, wall sits, and, and you had to keep doing it every morning until they, the the dean's area said you couldn't do it anymore, yeah. and people sued, so that's not legal anymore. And then you had work crew where you couldn't talk to anyone, you had to shovel snow all day. Sued. Sued, yeah. So now it's like, like when, when I was there, about 50 kids would run away every year. When, when like the Grateful Dead came, 20 kids would just take off uh, and follow the dead. Now, like, nobody runs away anymore. That's when, like, you know things there have changed. You yeah. Know. If nobody's running away, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You're but, doing it wrong. But it's like, when I, when, I, when I wrestled in college, my coach used to say, like, if you're not thinking of quitting, you're not working hard enough. Yep. And that's what I tell myself so many times with like stand-up comedy. Yep. You know, like what if you think about quitting just every second of practice of every day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it has to be like sucked. a I, well, you know, my college career was that was a failure. I mean, I, I wrestled I wrestled one semester. I, I won like 12 matches. I lost three. Yeah. I lost to the kid ranked eighth in the country, you know, D3, lost him double overtime, but I didn't stick with it. You know, I, it was the weight cutting. 
Yeah. Like, you know, there was no... Two kids my year died cutting weight. Jesus. Like, they, they did... Uh, they were jump roping in the shower with the steamer on, and they passed out and died. Not in my, in my team, but the two right, kids right. in my league. Yeah. Then they changed the rules the next year, saying that you have to get, like, a body fat percentage. We still can still cheat on them, you know, all the time. Of course. But... That easily could have been me. Yeah. In the shower. Well, my cousin, my cousin wrestled for um, Nebraska. I don't think he ever wrestled a match because every time he started cutting, he wrestled like 103s. He's tiny. Every time he'd start cutting weight, he'd, have to, he'd go to the fucking hospital. Yeah, I mean that—that that is the you one know, thing. I mean, like, they didn't have that. Time that or high school. Whatever. That's the problem with D three wrestling programs versus D one. Yeah. Like D one, there's probably a person now. I would assume I watched the championships. They got probably three or four nutritionists and and and, and they other make sure scientists. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was losing seventeen a week. I was coming in at one fifty, and and uh, weighing, and I would be like, I was I would come in at fifty and weigh not 50, about thirteen a week, and come and by Monday fifty. By Thursday, 134, which we had three pound allowance, it was 137 um, in college. Yeah. And, you know, that 13 pounds a week, I'm 52, was just not, you know, you're not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're doing yeah. it every week. It's like, what the fuck, man? And also, like, you're killing yourself. And also, uh, the high school I went to, I was a star. I hate to say I was a star, but, like, you know, it wasn't exactly the school I, I described. You don't get the best athletes, you know? Right. So the fact that I was there and winning wrestling, everyone knew me. It was my identity. When I got to college, like, Nobody gave a shit about the wrestling team other than like yep. like three towny chicks <laughs> and like and then the kids on the team as much as I love wrestlers are not the most social kids. I mean they went out drinking every night right. and got into a fight every night. And there was no football team. I believe it. So oh, these so the wrestlers are the Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the jocks. Yeah, and I was like, this is not the guys. I'm like, I was getting pussy before the season started for the, for the first time in my life, you know? And now all of a sudden, uh, now I have like acne on my face. I got a ringworm on my head. My cauliflower ear was like completely out of control. I'm, I'm not getting laid anymore. I said that already. But like, I'm, it was just like, I'm like, what am it's I important. doing this for? And the only time I was happy though I was, was when I was wrestling because I got so much better because I went, I went from being the best kid on the team all four years in high school to not being able to win my weight class. Yeah. Uh, which the captain of the team, this kid, Kelly Patterson, who I'm, I'm convinced was the anti-Semite allegedly. Okay. But <laughs> so the, 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 the fact that like, so I was like, but I'm like, I'm not doing it unless I'm starting. That was another ego problem. I got to start. Right. So rather than go 42, which what I should have went, I went 34 and that's when the weight cutting problems happen. But when I was wrestling, the hour of practice, the practice was even hard. Like it was, it wasn't even hard. The practice right. I liked, right. and the matches I liked. It was the other twenty-one hours out of the twenty-three hours out of the twenty-two hours of the day, twenty-four hours, just two hours of the day that I that I couldn't stand. That like I was miserable. Yeah, that's weird. And like, why? Like, it's just strange that you would love the thing. I guess it's not that you would love the thing that's like ruining the rest of your life. Well, I was like that with jujitsu for a while. Well, it's like my coach said. He goes, and I never saw a kid that enjoyed wrestling more, more, more than you did, which is the truth. Yeah. And my college coach, when I quit, it was like, not many kids can say they were, they were All-American. I was like touted as a preseason All-American, uh, which I think I would have been my sophomore year. But, but then there's always that D3 thing. It's like, I, I got it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It was that being a D3 All-American and being a D1 All-American are two different things. I, they I hate are to, two different things. I hate, I hate to say it. And then, so I was like, I got a scholarship D1 to Hofstra, a partial scholarship, but I went D3 because I was like, oh, it won't be my life. Well, newsflash. News, wrestling yeah. is your life. Yeah. Like, 
If D1, you're going to do it, it has to be your life. D1, D3, D fucking 20. Like, but there was, like, there was a kid on my team that I beat seven to six in high school. And I ended up losing to a kid two to one in double overtime. And that kid teched the kid I beat seven six. Like, like the learning curve, you get so much better when you wrestle against belts. It's like going belts. It's like yeah. being the best white belt and all of a sudden you're throwing in the brown belts. Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. I can't decide whether I like belts or not because jiu-jitsu versus wrestling. Because I like the fact that like not knowing how good somebody is, I think sometimes people, they come into our jiu-jitsu class and they either go harder because the guy's yeah. a higher belt or they go, okay, he's supposed to beat me. But if you don't right. know that, right. you, just, you just go your 100%. I don't know. I think it's weird in jiu-jitsu because I don't know. I don't know. Like you have to when you – it's because when you compete, like they're not going to throw there's, – there's clear-cut differences. Yeah. In like – That's the, the difference in wrestling. The they'll, for, wrestling, they'll put you in – doesn't matter. They'll yeah. It like, doesn't matter how good – you know, that's what I couldn't stand when I – I used to coach at Brooklyn Poly Prep, and this kid that I actually coached is now a congressman from Seton, from uh, Staten Island. Whoa. He like won. He's the awesome. governor of Staten Island, and I was his coach. And it's all due to wrestling. This kid, Max Rose, uh, you can look him up. He was the best kid I ever coached, hands down. Because when he would go live, I would just throw out moves, and he would do them live against good kids. Like I'd be like ankle pick, and he hit it, hit it live. All right, uh, you know, high crotch to a you know single. It, like I would just throw out, all right, Japanese, Japanese yeah, yeah. and he would do it like against a kid live, and the kid was not some fish, yeah, like a good kid, and I was, and th there were three matches in a row against at these, you know, look, as bad as like my league was, my, my league wasn't bad because we because you had the, you know, I was I went to prep school and I was in the prep school league, but you had post grads, which means it's, you're a fifth year senior, yeah, and those kids were. You're wrestling as a college freshman. Yeah, exactly. And they're there because of sports, you know, and they're there because, so like I beat a bunch of, nothing better than beating postgrads because you're like, motherfucker, <laughs> like, that was yeah. the best. And Come I on, did. Bro. You're 18. What are you doing? Especially like a kid from Exeter or, you know, Andover, yeah, one of these yeah. really, that's who we were up against. But the New York uh, prep league was not very good. I'm sorry, as a coach, because New York City didn't really have great wrestling. But this kid was a standout. Brooklyn Poly Prep had like a couple of really good kids. And they would throw the towel in and forfeit rather than have their kid go against our kid. And they had a kid that weight. That's bullshit, dude. And like, uh, of all sports, man. Of all sports. Wrestling. Yeah. So he couldn't get a match. Like, three matches in a row. And I was like, first of all, there's everything wrong with that. Because let's say, let's say you're a basket. It's like saying, okay... I'm not going to play my guy against Michael Jordan. Okay, Michael Jordan dunked on me in high school. Let's say, let's say he, yeah. he dunked on me. I now have a story for life. Exactly. And what if you win? Exactly. I score a point yeah. on him. I was... I, was, I don't understand that. Like, it's... It's every... Like, you want to go against... If you're, if you're a, a combat sports athlete, you want to go against the best people to see how you measure up. Yeah. And it's like, the hope is like, like this guy that knocked me out, like, I'm fucking fingers crossed that he makes it to the ufc oh and becomes somebody so i can be like oh i fought that guy and now dude. i don't feel so shitty about myself because look where he that, is. like i'm telling you when i when i went to legends back in the day dan hardy came in and they were like well i want you to wrestle this guy 
and uh, you know, I was better at wrestling than Dan Hardy was, right? Yeah. Um, and they were like, oh, it was before he even got in the UFC. He was in something else. Dan Hardy would find me every practice to, to wrestle against. Dan Hardy in jiu-jitsu exactly. would find every black belt to go up against. Exactly. And like, little did I know that Dan Hardy could like sneeze on me and I'd fall down. He had that much power in his hands. But that was when I that was when he, when he fought. I became the biggest fan of Dan Hardy. When he fought GSB. Yeah, I was oh. I was going crazy. Um, I used to drive back nine hours to watch his fights because I was like, it was my training partner. You know, yeah. I was like I felt like we were in this together, and he yeah. was the sweetest guy. He is he is a very nice guy. He and humble as as they come. That's why it was oh, like I'd love to see him back in the UFC, man. Yeah, I'd love to watch him fight again. Didn't it, 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 him and Matt Brown almost happen? Like, like they don't, well, he ha- said he was talking about it because he was saying, "Oh yeah, his heart, his heart thing's supposed to clear up, and he's supposed to be, you know, yeah, yeah. cleared to fight again, and blah blah blah." But I don't know, might be getting, might be getting up there in, in age now. At this he's point. also an amazing broadcaster. Yeah, he's uh, an amazing broadcaster, amazing analyst. Like the Inside the Octagon uh, show is probably yeah. the best, the best breakdown of MMA out there. There's really not a fighter that I think is a bad analyst. You know, even yeah, right. Even Baroni, like, like even back the in the day, ones know what they're talking about. Dude, I heard back in the day, Baroni was was calling like a war machine fight, like it's a Midwest fight, and uh, he was like just talking about his fights, you know, the whole time. <laughs> and then he went to the bathroom and he forgot he was mic'd, and he's like, "Yo, I think that ring girl wants to fuck me," and you could hear it like. <laughs> I've been trying to find this like forever. Only, uh, it would only happen to Phil Baroni. <laughs> and, and then but he was of course, like, Of course it was. Then he was interviewing people and he'd be like, Yo, I was rooting for you. Like, like, <laughs> like dude, they got to get Phil Baroni and Don Fry. If I had a league, I would have Don Fry and Baroni commentate, <laughs> hands down. Because uh, there's nobody better than, I mean, like, yeah, Baroni. Baroni, I, I heard, did wrestling over the weekend and was supposed to lose, but then once again walked out of the thing saying i don't i don't lose even though it's pro wrestling <laughs> oh geez so like it's it's not you understand it's not a loss <laughs> like you understand it's a it's a fix right <laughs> <laughs> that's how the sport works yeah he's uh he's next level he, he makes me laugh though man he i you know he's I, hilarious and I, he has great stories and he's charismatic and he all you know like yeah he's always ready to talk but oh yeah dude he used to call me up and be like he would, t- he would like call me up or text me like at four in the morning and be like, yo, man, next time I'm on the podcast, bring up a time that I banged this girl in uh, Jamaica when I was on the male stripping team and I was an all-black team. I'm like, all right, Phil, no problem, right? <laughs> then the next day I'd bring up, he'd be like, why do I want to talk about that for? He was like, who? He's like, what? Like, could you, like, how would I even know that? Like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Dude, he's, he's fucking so funny, man. He's wild, man. Yeah, he's Wild. he's he's uh he's from the Bronx, right? He's no, he's from Long Island. Or he's from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. he's right. I mean he's really from Long Island. Uh, he's like he's everything. And I used to watch him wrestle in high school. And he was and really? he, was, he was a good wrestler. Yeah. He was as strong as shit. I mean, you know. Fucking A. I mean, but I yeah, he was just He was really good. All right. So we're calling Mickey Gall right now. Mickey Yo, how are you, man? It's uh, me and Tyler Smith. I'm having a Tyler for my birthday party. How you doing, man? What's up, buddy? What up, guys? How are you? Good, good, good. So you're in New, uh, New Jersey? Yep. What are you doing there? Yeah, next time, next time I'm, I'm I'm visiting family. 
Nice. Uh, seeing all my people out here. But next time uh, I'm out west, which will be like a week or two, I- I'm going to come through. What's it like being Eve Edwards' roommate? Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's just how you'd imagine. Does he make like Bahamas food and stuff and like <laughs> all kinds of stuff? Nah. No. Nah, not really. Nah, that's the, nah we're, we don't do a lot of cooking, to be honest. Dude, he was so funny. He, so he was over here doing the podcast, and my baby was crying, and I was talking to uh, Ponzanibio, and like I and I, his English isn't the best, and mine isn't either that great either. So <laughs> my baby's crying, and then Eve takes my like five month old baby and starts changing her in like the room, but we have cameras everywhere. So I get a text from my wife, who has our baby right now? <laughs> Cause like, all, yeah. and then I send her a picture of Eve, like all bloodied up in the, one of his fights. I'm like, oh. I'm like, Oh, just this guy. <laughs> so pretty funny. So how are you doing, man? So I was at your fight. Right. I was at your fight against Diego Sanchez. I would have bet the house on you. I think I, I did. Uh, I don't I know. A lot of people did. I think in the beginning... Yeah, I probably cost some people some fucking money that night, man. <laughs> nah. nah, just just me and Tyler. And, uh, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but sorry, boys. It's all no, good, brother. All, it's all bro. good. Not at all. And now in the first round, though, you were swinging for the fences. You think you were headhunting too much in the first? Look, no, nah, check it out. I, so I had, uh, I, I guess in my weight cut, I was, uh, I, my, my kidneys were failing during the fight. Oh, um. Man. I found out about a minute into it when I had, in, in a minute in, I had no, like, energy. I was struggling for balance. Yeah. Like, just, just, uh, standing there was like, was like it was like crazy. Like, I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was fucked up. I was, I was really sick. Uh, I didn't know. Like, walking in the cage, I was, I was confident. Like, I, you know, I, I expected what, right as I turned it on for it to be, you know, everything to go well, like it always does. Um, but I just, it, it was, I had no energy. I was zapped. I spent the next eight days in the hospital. Oh my God. Um, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm not my, yeah, I was, I was, I was really, uh, I was really screwed up. I guess I, you know, I, I thought my, my, uh, wake up was going great. Like I felt fine, but I think, uh, you know, I did, uh, I think I did just a little too much and it, and it, and my kidneys did not like it and they, they shut down. Well, you're a big guy. I mean, you're a really tall guy. Even sitting next to you, I'm like, wow. So are you are you gonna go up to one eighty five next? No, nah, man. You know, I I think I think it was I, you know I had a there was I think I just had another uh, little health complication that really uh, added to to the the kidney failure, which uh, now I'm uh, you know I'm I'm is, is straightened out. But uh, well, yeah, you had like yeah, like I, rhabdo, I, I, right? Not a problem. Like I didn't like my last weight cut was harder. Uh, it just I, you know I just think I was, I was a little sick, and then the a little dehydrated, and then I just over, you know, just end up overdoing it. Like I, it wasn't a hard weight cut. But it's just, um, I, you know, my my body was just a little compromised, and, and it sucked, man. Because like, honestly, guys, uh, and I, I, you know, the, the truth is, uh, ninety nine out of a hundred, I, I, I put Diego to sleep in that first. Well, listen, man. Unless, uh, unless my kidneys are failing. Well, listen, Mickey. I, you know, <laughs> well, Mickey, listen. You're you're a young guy, and the way you got into the UFC was very strange. You know, uh, it probably would have taken you about five or six more fights if not for the whole CM Punk thing, you know? And I think, um, a lo- I think a lot, you know, all this is kind of like learning on the, on the, on the job for you. Um, I still think, I still think yeah, you're going to be a champion. I think you're going to be, I still think you're going to be a champion. Um, yeah, I mean, like most people's fifth pro fight is not with Diego Sanchez, you know? So, 
good on you for it. I, I honestly, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna take it. So maybe we can, maybe we can get it again, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, and and I am aware that, like, you know, I'm, I am experiencing, and all my, you know, like, like we said, I am learning on the job. All my growing pains are gonna be like seen, you know, and, and examined right. by, like, in front of the world, which I'm cool with. You know, I'm, I'm cool with. But it's just like. Yeah, motherfucking kidney failure? Are you kidding me? Like, let me actually, let me, you know, learn, like, really learn a learn a learn a hard lesson. But it's just like my body just, it just wasn't there for me. Um, have you noticed that, like, after the CM Punk fight, you had like a huge entourage? I remember you came to Dime Bar. There was like a, you had like a, a parade with you. There was like ninety people there. There were women everywhere. They were all stripping and showing their tits. Um, have you noticed <laughs> nah. that kind of died off a little bit now? Are, are, are people jumping off the bandwagon? Are you seeing some like fair weather friends? Uh, honest, honestly, no. Um, I, you know, I've, but I, I, you know, I got a, I have, I have a good, I have a good support system. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, for the most part, surround myself with. Uh, Anyone who matters is yeah, there is absolutely still is still is still here, and I wouldn't notice any, someone who would uh, who would fall off the bandwagon over over some shit like that. Good, 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 because I I was like kind of worried about you, man, because like you you seem like a really nice guy. You're young and you're talented, and I was worried that a lot of people would all of a sudden, Mickey Gall, you're the best, and then when you lose, all of a sudden, like I think it was Caitlin Kukajin said that when she wins, she gets hundreds of texts, and when she loses, she gets three. So I was wondering if you yeah. were kind of experienced the uh, same thing. Yeah, no, I, I, I you know, I, I was lucky. I, I got a lot, and uh, you know, I, I, and I, I could like it was kind of something like in my head, like I was like, you know, I was really, uh, I, I, like you know, I was, I was like embarrassed at first, and like I was like, like fuck, like now if everyone, people are gonna think that's what I actually like fight like, like they think that I get tired that fast. Like uh, I, I was, I wouldn't be surprised if I like I had lost like fans over it, you know, but. uh no, I didn't. I didn't know. I definitely didn't lose any friends over it. Good, good, good. Because those people are, you know, those fans are going to come back when you win the next fight. Then they're going to leave you if you lose the next fight. And those aren't the right. kind of fans you really want. I mean, look, you want all the fans you can get, but I think a lot of times fighters and comedians and celebrities, entertainers, you know, you get hooked on that that adulation, and that becomes more important than what got you there. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, a la Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. But a lot of people, even like on like a smaller level, you know, I mean, like Brody Stevens. I love Brody. He kind of had that thing where it's like he really wanted to be loved by everybody. And not everyone's going to love you. Um, especially, you know, you know, when you lose, you, you, all of a sudden you kind of wake up to the people aren't answering your phone calls. Or I, I, I know it for me. Like when I was on Last Comic Standing, I had a lot more friends. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get off it and then people mm. kind of go away. Or you, you see comics. You see comics that like, you know, when they think that I'm going to have a big special or do Montreal, they always keep coming back. Whenever I announce something really big on Facebook, hey, congratulations, and I'm so proud of you. I'm like, well, yeah, well, you didn't donate to my project, so you really weren't that fucking proud of yeah, me. thanks, Dick. So, but it's, I, I think it's important to not live by that, you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I would, I would actually, I would love to, uh, to, to lose some friends for this just to let, let you know where, where people stand you know that'd be a ble- that'd be a blessing at least something good will come out will come out of this but you know i yeah i don't i don't get hung up on that shit i, I you know i value you know real like real real people real uh interaction real relationships nice. so I, you know i think I've, I've you know i'm pretty fortunate now in, what that, happened? in that way I, I got good people around me now i gotta ask what happened with the biting 
because Diego said you bit him. Uh, do you think? Well, he, you know, you guys know Diego's a little crazy. Yes, of course. Really? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I definitely, I, I don't know. What he's talking about that. Okay. All right. Well, it's it's weird because you can see like the the teeth marks are like top and bottom teeth. Yeah. And you're yeah, wearing well, a were, fucking mouth guard. Mouth so teeth, how could that happen? You're wearing mouth yeah. Yeah. unless well, you bit through your mouth guard. But which I also think you're from Jersey, I've never man. Seen. Look, you're from Jersey, and you know people fight in Jersey. A fight's a fight, you know. So as long no, as no doubt. I totally in the streets. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all on the table. Amen. <laughs> exactly. Look, I won't lie. I've been, I've been caught in like rear nakeds and stuff, and you just open your mouth and like, really? all right, if you're gonna squeeze, you can squeeze against my teeth. I'm not gonna bite down, but yeah, but this is, it's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you surprised though? Because Mickey, your jujitsu is. I'm in really high class. I mean, didn't you like beat somebody that's like a world champion or something? Everyone keeps talking about some guy that you went up against that was like, what, what, right? Gordon what Ryan. Gordon, Gordon Ryan. Listen, you beat listen. Gordon Ryan, right? Look, yeah. guys, if the, it, there, there's no way on earth Diego Sanchez can crawl on me if my kidneys aren't failing. The only way that happens is when I have failing kidneys. That's, and that, that happened to be it during that fucking fight. Right. That's the only, that's the only time he could crawl, crawl, like climb me like that and, and mount me. Yeah. My, my body was shut down. Cause you my were working, you were, down. and you were still working from the bottom. You were working from the bottom. I was like, all right, well, he's like, he's, he's working. He's looking for stuff, but yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like yeah, your, know, your body's I, not my, listening my muscle, to you. My, my shit wasn't re- responding. My muscles, I, you know, I had, I had rhabdo. I, I don't know if you guys have heard of rhabdo, yep. but uh, it, it's like, it's where your, mu- you know, your muscles, they, they stop working right. They start breaking down. Like, it, you know, I was, I was sick. I went to this fight really sick and I, you know, fuck man if i if i had a time machine fuck going back and like killing hitler i would go back like a like a week before my fight and uh and try and fix this shit well as <laughs> as uh as two jews we are very offended by that yeah. um so uh definitely got to kill hitler priorities first. man come, come on, on. Man. come on come on <laughs> <laughs> so now how now are you cleared to uh, train again or how long do you clear to train uh, i'm back training uh i talked to the um, you know, I, I was out of the hospital in, uh, in, I spent eight days in the hospital after my, my, my kidney f- function was like, uh, it was, it, it was pretty low, but I talked to like, I've been seeing doctors, uh, I'm back training. Uh, I'm all my, my levels have returned to normal. You know, I, you know, yeah. I, I got, a I, I was, I was pretty dehydrated, but all, all that, everything got straightened out. So I'm back training. I'm, I'm trying to fight, uh, you know, beginning of the summer, June or July. Oh, that's great. And, uh, do you still have the same girlfriend? Are you single? What's going on? Um, yeah, I, I, I got a girl. Nice. Out in Southern California? Uh, no, she's not in, in Jersey. Out in Jersey? Does, mm. she, does she live with you and Eve? No, no. That's got to be hard, no? Nah, it's all right. Dude, you're a UFC fighter. Right, man. You know fly, her, fly her out and uh, live with her. What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm a young man, bro. He's got a lot of serious talk. He's got to train. He's got to have time okay, to train. Right. Can't train when you have a girlfriend. Now, now, Joe Schilling's fighting this weekend. I read that you said you think Joe Schilling could be Stylebender. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, why? How? And I like Joe Schilling, but how? Uh, he'd, 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 uh, I think he'd knock him out. I, I, and I, I, don't, I think it'd be a stand-up fight. And I, I think Joe Schilling is better stand-up than uh, Stylebender. So what's, I mean, it like, what's it like? It would sparring? definitely be a stand-up. What's fight. it like sparring with Joe, with Joe Schilling? Oh, it's great, man. I, I learned a lot from Joe. Joe's uh, Joe's 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 my big bro. He's uh, he's a man. Does he smoke cigarettes while training? 
Yeah, and like in between like practice, like we'll like we'll like do a couple rounds to like go outside, rip a cigarette, come back in, and we'll like do something else. Oh my god! Does he try to get you to smoke? Like in those bad after school specials, he's like, "Nikki, come here, have some." It's cool, man. I'm sorry. Say it again. Say it again. I got I got I got a siren going on. Does he try to get you to smoke too? No, hell no. But he, he is actually. He's like, he, like he, he, he was. <laughs> he did say one time. He's like, what? You're not going to get cancer. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's, he's not, like, a, he's not about that, cancer. dude. Professional athlete. Get me smoking fucking cigarettes. Now, I was worried that if you won, that you were going to once again call out Sage Northcutt, even though he's not in the UFC. I was hoping that would happen. Um, so, but you didn't. Now, who do, who do you want to fight next, Mickey? Ah uh, man, uh, whoever, whoever, whoever will be available. I want to be, I want to be more active. Uh, you know, uh, that's been that's been one of my gripes. That you know, I, I you know, I, I want to be more active. I want to fight someone in June. I want to fight someone in June, and I like to fight someone a- after the summer. Um, you know, like whatever, like uh, you know, September, October. I like to fight every like two, two, three, four months. That's awesome. Now, who do you think wins? By the way, Usman or Colby Covington? I'm sorry. Who do you think wins, Colby Covington or Kamara Usman? Uh, I'm going with Usman. Everyone's going with Usman. Yeah, I got Usman. Yeah. I think his Usman, Usman is, 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 a, is a tougher fight. Yeah, I think his wrestling's better. I think he, he works. I mean, Col- Colby definitely, like, he's got that, like, just march forward. But Usman's bigger, stronger, faster. He's got a better work ethic. Yeah. And we just saw what he did to Tyron Woodley, which is insane. What so. about what about this week? Uh, do we like um, who the, who the, the big fight this week? Gaethje Barboza. Gaethje Barboza. Ooh. I'll defer to Mickey. Mickey. Oof. Uh, I can, yo, that that fucking fireworks. Uh, Gaethje Bar- Barboza. Man, I don't know, bro. Shit, I don't know. I guess I go with Gaethje. Yeah, I think Gaethje because of the wrestling, <sighs> and he's and he's he's all American. You think wrestler. he'll try? I think he's an all-American wrestler, and you think he knows, he'll try to wrestle. I him, think though? he knows that, like, that's his key to victory. You know, yeah, you know, I would be, I would, I would be very surprised if if we saw Gaethje look for a takedown. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I, I think he's gonna make it the the battle of the leg kicks. And uh, yeah, I think they're gonna bang. They're gonna I don't bang. Oh man, I don't know who takes it. I, I'm leaning towards Barboza just because he's a little more technical. But, but he seems to always fold in these big fights. <sighs> You know, he lost know. to Kevin Lee. I don't know. He got killed by Khabib. I just want to watch Those guys it. are good, but... <laughs> well, know. yeah, Khabib, I mean, Khabib, who yeah. hasn't got killed by Khabib? Yeah, that's a good point. Ally Quinta, I guess. That's a good point. It's a good point. Well, listen, Mickey, uh, let's hang out when you get back. Keep up the good work. Keep banging your girlfriend. Uh, and uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, bro. Hey, my pleasure. Uh, you know, I love you guys. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, kick it back in LA. Love you yeah. more. Take Glad care. you're okay, man. Bye. I was Mickey Gall. I like that guy. I fucking love Mickey. He's a good kid. He's so cool. <laughs> I hope he wasn't getting mad at us. He's like, you motherfucker. He's like, guys, you fucking know that I was... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, yeah. That's got to that's be frustrating. I couldn't imagine... I was fucking sick, okay? Having no, having no kidneys. And people are saying... Yeah, dude. People like, are saying he's making excuses, but I don't think he's no, at the kind of... No, fuck that. I was, I was on... Like, he put, he put a post up that was like, basically, you know, hey... Just so you guys know, I was going through this, and some people were talking like, "Like, stop fucking making excuses." And even I jumped in, which is not something I do. But it's like he didn't. Make I was any like, excuses "Fuck you guys!" When he lost that you last know, when he like, lost the other fight. Yeah. What's up, people? March Madness is upon us. It's another huge month in sports across the NBA and NCAA. There's only one place to get in all the action. That's BetOnline.ag. Support our podcast by going to 
www.clnsmedia.com forward slash winning and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's CLNS50. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. In the NBA, the biggest matchups this week are the Celtics versus the Hornets, as well as the Hawks versus the 76ers. And with plenty of excitement and drama happening on and off the court, you don't want to be left on the sidelines. Go where the action is at BetOnline.ag. Go there now. Yes, go where the action is. Because CLNS Media and BOL are offering you a 50% sign-on bonus. That's 50% by signing up at clnsmedia.com forward slash winning and using our code CLNS50 with your first deposit. Yes, go to clnsmedia.com forward slash winning. Use promo code CLNS50 for your 50% sign-on bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. What's up, people? Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokers just charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. How great is that? You can also view stocks collections, such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moments to invest. And Robinhood is giving listeners of MMA Roasted a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up at mmaroasted.robinhood.com. I got to talk to you about CBDMD, all right? CBDMD is USA Grade A Premium CBD. Okay, it's organic. It's grown in the U.S., processed in the U.S., non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegan. They sent me a box of this stuff. I've been taking these CBD gummies. Oh, it's amazing. I feel so relaxed, less anxious. They have CBD dog treats I give to my dog. He's, he's, he's been more relaxed than ever. And, and when he's excited, he's happy. He's jumping around like Air Bud, all right? And CBD helps support or achieve relief from a multitude of everyday ailments, including stress, anxiety, inflammation, and sleeplessness, okay? They only use 100% organic hemp grown, and they process at their farms and facility in the U.S. It's gluten-free, vegan certified, okay? And their CBD oil tincture drops are also non-GMO. They use a broad-spectrum CBD extractions through independent third-party laboratories to guarantee the highest of standards. CBDMD is committed to providing the best in CBDs. They stand behind this, okay? They got an easy-to-use service. It's free shipping, satisfaction guarantee, and U.S.-based customer service, all right? In addition to the natural flavor option, they offer a variety of all-natural awarding-winning flavors, mint, orange, and berry, and each variety provides just a hint of flavor to leave your taste buds satisfied. And their comprehensive line of products includes not only but gummy bears, which is what I take, capsules, an all-natural sleep aid, topicals, bath bombs. My wife loves the bath bombs, okay? And human-grade pet products and vape oils, all right? Now, they're, listen, they're offering a free 
Unique offer to our listeners over at MMA Roasted. Okay, go to www.cbdmd.com. Enter the code ROAST at checkout to get 20% off your order. I use this stuff, okay? Definitely check it out. Some uh, exclusions apply. See the website for full details, all right? And these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, all right? The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, okay? Check it out. Hope you enjoy. Sexual performance issues, way more common than you think, okay? It's not good. One out of four guys suffer from ED, but it can be treated. Yes, today's your lucky day because Hims is a wellness brand for men. You've heard us talking about Hims, and if you haven't yet, get on board and stop struggling with ED. Because why do guys turn to weird solutions or to do nothing? They can instead turn to medicine and science. Getting older sometimes means certain parts of the body might not be working as much as they should. So start revving that engine again with ED treatment from Hims. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Listen, don't get defrauded by online sketchy marketplaces. It's hard, made easy. Being your best means performing your best. Okay, it's been featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, and Playboy. Listen, the first month is just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last, and subject to your doctor approval. Restrictions may apply. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA Roast ED. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA Roasted. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. Hello, is this Matt Brown? Hello, is this Matt Brown? Yeah. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted yeah. podcast. What's up? It's Adam Hunter. Oh, hey, what's up, bro? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. So we we're talking to one of my favorite fighters of all time, Matt Brown, a guy who's never in a boring fight. Were you ever in a boring fight in your life? Um, depends on what you consider boring, I guess. I mean, I, I has the crowd ever booed during one of your fights? Um, I've never heard him boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you think you're one of the few guys that, like, every time you fight people, it's just it's it's going to be a war. Uh, usually, you get hurt. Mount some crazy comeback and then get the win, uh, which is which is pretty awesome. Now, are you retired? Well, I try not to get I try not to get hurt first and just yeah. beat him up. Of course, of course, of course. Um, now, are you retired? Are you coming back? What's going on? Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. I'm, I don't have a plan right now. To be honest, I don't have a exact. Not not hundred percent sure. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of factors to that, a lot of pieces to that puzzle that I won't really get into. And we'll figure it out, man. Are you are you still training every day? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a lot of coaching. I open my own gym, so doing a lot of coaching others and training myself. And nice. You know, I really enjoy I really enjoy coaching others, man. I really like watching other people uh, progress and get better. Well, I mean, your last fight, you knocked out Diego Sanchez uh, with brutal elbows. I mean, that was crazy. And, you know, I would think that would be a good way to, you know, end a career. I think too many fighters, they want to, they, it's like, they, it's like no matter what, they're going to keep fighting. If they lose, they can't go off on a loss. And if they win, they think they still have it, you know? Uh, so they keep fighting. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I would think that, like, knocking out Diego Sanchez would be a good way to walk away from the sport, but... I could also see you missing it a lot. You know, you, obviously the way you know, some people I think are athletes. 
who became fighters and others are just fighters. And I would put you in the like the latter category. Not that you're not a great athlete, but it just seems like you're just a fighter at heart. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I know what I am. I'm not that great of an athlete, and I'm, I'm certainly more of a fighter. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, you called exactly right, man. I mean, if you when you win, you're like, damn, I still got it. And and you lose, you're like, fuck, I can't go out on a loss. I'm going to be a bitch like that. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of different things to play. But for me, I mean, it, you know, I'm more of a – I'm not just a fighter or just an athlete or – anything like that. I'm, I'm more of a person than that. I have a lot more depth to my, uh, uh, my, my being, my existence than that. So, you know, I want to, I don't want to just be a, uh, a, a, you know, single thing, right. I want to do other things and right. I have a lot of things in my mind that I, that I want to get done. So, um, I'm just working on other things right now, just other things on my mind and, um, you know, fighting's not going anywhere. I don't think the UFC is going anywhere. So, I can always come back and, and pursue that more. Are any of the guys that you're coaching or any of the guys you're coaching uh, pros? Um, yeah, I mean, we got a couple of pros, but they're still kind of green, you know, in the, in the pro level. I don't really have any high level uh, guys that I'm coaching. I definitely have some prospects that will be, on, I think, on the scene in the next few years. But, you know, the gym is relatively young. Um, well, very young, actually. And, uh, a lot of the guys are, you know, we're building a system together. We're kind of, um, you know, building a team together. It's really not about one specific guy. Right, right, right. Now, a lot of guys, now there, there are a lot of guys out there who are great athletes, but they just can't coach. And other guys are great coaches, but they were never that great. Uh, like, you know, guys like Freddie Roach, who was a, you know, a great boxer, but he wasn't, the, you know, the champ of the entire world. Uh, is it frustrating for you to coach others? Do you, or is it, does it come natural to you? Yeah, that's a great question. I thought that I was very natural at it, and I thought that, but you know, for the last however many years, I've only done it just by by having you know just for fun, right? Or or just uh, on the side. And now that I've I've done it, I, I've started doing it more full time and really putting some emphasis on it. I realized that I actually suck at it, and it's a, a skill that I need to develop over time. And it's I think it's going to just take some time, but it's something that I, I do focus on and. I put some uh, mental energy and uh, towards, and I, you know, I read some stuff about how others have done it, and um, start to look at it a little bit deeper. Let's talk about some stuff today. That, um, in the news, Conor McGregor announced he's retired. I'm not buying it at all, uh, unless he's going to bare knuckle boxing or something. I just, I just don't see it. Uh, do you think he's really? You think he's uh, he's uh, he's really done fighting? Uh, I mean, I can see it going both ways. I don't know. You know, I, I think he really, he's really talking about, he wants a cut of the UFC, right? Like he really wants a, a bigger piece of the pie than what UFC is willing to give him. And in, in that sense, I can see him being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. You know, I, I built my name. I did all this and they're not giving me my worth. So I'm done. Um, but I don't, I don't know how long that'll last though. You know, so I think in his mind, he might truly be done. But I think it's only going to last so long. Eventually, he's going to say, "Say, man, you know, I missed this. I missed the sport, and I got more to prove. I got more than I can accomplish in this sport. So I'm coming back." Now it was announced that one of the guys that you were fighting, that you fought recently, Donald Cerrone, uh, is fighting Al Iaquinta. Who do you like in that fight? Um, 
That's a tough one, man. Uh, I would initially say Cowboy, but I could just been on tear, and he's a killer, man. And I think if he if he fights Cowboy properly, I think he should be able to pull it out. But I think he's I think he's got to take him down. I don't think if it turns out to be a, a you know just a, a, a kickboxing match, I think Cowboy will catch him. Now a lot of people thought that when your fight with Cowboy he kind of tricked you like you were doing really well against him, and then he hugged you. And then when you hug, when he hugged you, you kind of let, let off the gas a little bit. And then do you think that's, that's, that's accurate or no? <laughs> um, I don't know, man. High science 2020, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I, I just don't know. Uh, I, I try not to really think about too much. I mean, he caught me. Look, you know, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe it was due to, me letting off the gas and hugging me. Maybe I got him more comfortable, whatever it is. Um, it worked out for him. Um, you know, if we ever get to fight again, which hopefully we can sometime, then, you know, I'll, I'll fix whatever mistakes I made and I'll come back better and stronger. I mean, your career was like streakier than my baby's underwear. I mean, there were, there were times that you went on like a, a 12 fight win and then you lost and you won. Was that mental or you think those were just like the matchups? Oh man. Yeah. You know, there's just so many pieces to the puzzle, man. You know, the, um, there's certainly a, a huge mental part. There's, you know, if I, if I could go back in my career and redo everything, I could say right now, the one thing I would do is I would, I, I wouldn't be the, uh, um, kind of the, the old school dummy that I was where I was just like, I'll fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. Um, you know, and I, sometimes I go in with injuries. Sometimes, um, there'd be things going on, short camps, um, you know, problems in camp. And there's just a lot of things that would happen. And sometimes, um, you know, maybe I just shouldn't even have been in there uh, at that level, at least. Um, and I, I think I really could have taken care of myself better and had a longer career and probably been more successful in a lot of fights there where I, I, I handicapped myself and rather than, you know, rather than taking my time and saying, look, you know, this is a marathon and, and just, um, you know, let's, let's, let's just go to the next one. Um, you know, I was just always that guy that'd be like, fuck it, man, let's go. I don't care. I'm injured. I'm, you know, camp was shit or, you know, whatever it was, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. So looking back, I mean, that's a, at this point, that's the only thing that I would change. Yeah, but you had some amazing fights, man. I mean, I think that's probably also why people love you so much is because you just... I mean, I was looking at your Wikipedia today. I didn't realize at one point you were slated to fight Anthony Johnson. <laughs> yeah, good thing I didn't have to fight that big son of a bitch. I mean, like... No, but at the, at the time, I mean, it would have been a great fight, man. I mean, he wasn't doing that well at 170, you know? He was killing himself to make it. You know, I've always had good cardio, so, you know, who knows? That fight could have went a long ways and or a lot of different ways. You know, if it would have went to the third round, I think I'd had a bit of advantage. But, God, if that son of a bitch hits you in the first round, I mean, your, your head, you know, is coming off your shoulders. This is funny to think about, though. Like, like oh, my God. I mean, especially how big he is now. He's like, got to be like 280 right now or even 300 pounds. He's just huge. <laughs> God, he, Dude's gigantic. Yeah. Crazy. And then I mean, what was it a couple years later? He's out knocking out Andre Arlovsky, breaking his jaw and shit. And it's like, it was like, man, you don't want to get hit by a guy like that when you're 170 pounds. He could kill you. No, there's a guy that I thought mentally, you know, talk about mental. Like I thought he, I thought he was the worst matchup for John Jones. 
before he quit fighting. You know, before he lost to Cormier, I thought this guy might have what it takes to beat John Jones. But I mean, you're right. But like, the, I think mentally he would he would beat himself in so many of his fights where you're just like, ugh, this is crazy. Um, a, a guy yeah, that, kind of like what you're talking about. I mean, the guy, you know, he's a, he's a real athlete, man. Um, just a, you know, just a, a crazy, crazy athlete. So, uh, you know, I would book him more in the, that category of athlete than fighter. And when he was, uh, when he was able to impose that, he'd yeah. smash you. Absolutely. Everybody. Now, a, a guy you fought early in your career who you beat was Diego Lima, who is now, you know, a, a world beater. Did you know back then he was going to be that good? Or Douglas Lima. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Douglas Lima. Well, I, you know, I kind of heard about that after I fought him. I tell you, I fought him on short notice, and I didn't really know who he was or anything. And um, I didn't know his record or his name or anything. I just went down there and fought. And then afterwards, everybody was telling me that I was basically brought there to Atlanta, his hometown, that I was basically brought there to be a sacrificial lamb. And he was expected to – they called him the prodigy and all these things. He was going to be the next big thing. And I guess I shocked some people that night, but – yeah, before the fight, I mean, I didn't even know the name of the guy that I was fighting. <laughs> That's hilarious. Meanwhile, now I people are saying he's going to run through MVP. I, I'm I'm pretty curious to actually see that fight. I, I don't see him running through MVP. I can tell you that because MVP is a goddamn stud, man. That kid is out there killing it. He's looking good. I don't see anyone running through him. But um, you know, I got to tell you, I will pick Douglas to win that fight, probably by a decision. Um, I, I don't see him knocking him out. Um, but I definitely don't see him running through him. I think it'd be a close decision. Yeah. So, but you know, we'll see what happens, man. Those, that's two ultra athletic, uh, amazing kickboxers right there. What was it like when you trained with Askren? Um, I don't know. I only trained with him once, man. It was kind of a promotional thing. We didn't really even train. We were just kind of doing some video stuff. Um, you know, he's a cool guy for sure though. I mean, we had fun. Um, it wasn't really training, though, you know what I mean? So it was kind of, uh, uh, well, what'd you say? we're just doing it for the cameras. But he was a cool guy. We got to talk a little bit. Um, you can feel pretty quick if someone can wrestle. I mean, I already knew he could wrestle, but you can feel uh, his skills. And, you know, there's, I guess it's about what you'd expect when you're going with the Olympic-level wrestler. Yeah, I guess Dana said today that him versus Masvidal is going to be next. Well, they're not doing the rematch? Yeah, they're not doing the rematch. They're saying Ben's going to fight Masvidal. Oh, oh, wait, who's fighting then? Askren versus Jorge Masvidal, they're saying, is going to be next. Oh, oh okay. Man, well, I was really hoping they'd get a rematch. I thought that was a very bad stoppage Yeah, with, maybe, the, maybe. with the law fight. Yeah, me too. A terrible, terrible stoppage. I feel real bad for Lawyer, Lawler, Lawler, and he certainly handled it well. He handled it like a man. And I wish he would get some props for that. I wish he, you know, and the only props that he should get is get a rematch. I, That's I agree. what he deserves. He deserves a rematch for the way that he acted about it. I also think he's the hardest matchup for Askren for some reason. You know, um, I think these other guys, you know, I just think Ben's wrestling might be too much for even Jorge Masvidal. But Lawler's... Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately you know, Masvidal is uh, undersized, I think. For someone like Askren, I mean, Lawler's a big 170 pounder, so his wrestling can match up a little better. Where Masvidal, even if he could technically wrestle as good as Lawler and maybe stop a takedown or do some things, you know, like Masvidal probably is not picking up Askren like that. Yeah, and slamming him on his head. 
right? Just, just the size thing, right? Like he's just not big enough and strong enough. I don't think, but, um, but I'll be cheering for Masvidal in that fight though. Um, you know, he's, I, I love his style. I think he's doing great things. He's out there talking the right game and, and he's, um, yeah, I like everything he's doing. Who do you like, uh, Colby Covington or Usman? Uh, I got Usman beating him pretty easily. Really? I don't think Colby's all that great of a fighter, to be honest. I mean, he's kind of squeaking out these decisions, and I, I don't know. I don't see him. Uh, there's something about him. like I just don't see him being a real good fighter. I think uh, Usman is probably about as bad of a matchup as you could possibly make for him. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I think... Or Aspen. I mean, Colby's cardio, though, is pretty damn good. I mean, if he... he can, That's true. He's got good cardio. I mean, you think yeah, maybe... I think, I think Aspen or Usman probably beats him pretty good. I think uh, Woodley beats him pretty good. Any of these wrestlers, I think, are probably going to beat him good just because they're going to hang with his wrestling, and then um, he just, you know, doesn't have good stand-up. I mean, he basically got outstruck by Damian Maia. <laughs> it's not, not nothing to be proud of, so... Uh, by the way, I, I have a new baby, a uh, brand new baby. She's seven months old. And, and you have twins. I don't know how you do it with twins. That's got to be, I mean, one baby is just like, she's, I mean, I love her, but she's running me to death. Especially because I'm like a stay-at-home dad. My wife yeah. works. Like right now, I'm talking to you with her, I'm with her strapped to my chest right now, and she's sleeping on my chest. And one of the, I'm like standing up to rock her to bed. I don't know. How, how do you do it with twins? I don't know. You got a boy or a girl? Girl. Yeah, so I have a three-year-old girl also, and that girl is harder than both of the twins. The twin boys are legitimately easier than the than the the girl. I mean, these girls are emotional roller coasters, man. Does your girl take naps? So, I don't know. Mine I mean, takes zero naps. Twins are are tough, man, but girls are something else. It's a whole nother level. Yeah. My mine won't take naps. Like I have to like, she she falls asleep. Like I tell you what's gonna happen. Like right now she's strapped to my chest. She's gonna fall asleep. She's sleeping right now. I'm gonna take her slowly towards the crib, take her out, and then she's gonna wake up and start screaming at me until I pick her up again. It's just like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man, I know how it is, bro. The girls are something completely different animal. Oh my god. You gotta love them and. You know, they, they got different energy about them. Now, I read that you were homeschooled. How did that happen? Oh, uh, no, I was only homeschooled for a short time. But, you know, my mom, you know, she was, I think she's loosened up a little bit now. Back in the day, she was like ultra Christian and religious. And she was like, we need to get, you know, more Christian stuff. Because you know, they were teaching, they start, that was when they kind of like transitioned towards like teaching evolution and stuff. And, my mom was a little crazy like that. You know, she was like the earth is 6,000 years old and all that kind of shit. But so, you know, she was just all about that life. And, um, I think she's kind of relaxed on that a little bit, but you know, she was ultra passionate about it. So I respect that for her. But, um, you know, I think, uh, science is caught up, you know, to her mentally these days. So but, at then, least she evolved, you know, but then when you got to high school, you, you didn't fit in at all, right? You got in fights all the time. You're always getting in trouble. Oh, what's that? But then when you went to high school, I, I read that you didn't fit in very well. You were always getting into fights with people and, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was, I, I guess I just had that look about me where I was, you know, guys want to bully me or whatever. But the difference between me and everybody was I just stood up to the bullies. 
you know, they, they would always want to pick on me. Um, most of them knew they could, you know, like I was like a freshman or sophomore, or whatever. They knew they could beat me up. So they'd keep picking on me, but you know, I would stand up to them and, you know, I got my ass kicked a few times for it. I won't lie. You know, I definitely got my ass kicked a few times, but I wasn't backing down still. And I guess that kind of mentality has kind of been through my whole life. You know, sometimes I get my ass kicked. Sometimes I don't, but I'm always going to come back and I'm going to be in your face and I'm going to fight you. So did you play any sports in high school? Uh, only a little bit my freshman year. I didn't just play football my freshman year. And then I was like, I wanted to wrestle actually, but you know, it was kind of like, I don't know, man. Like I just started finding, you know, finding drugs and stuff and, uh, you know, it, it just kind of dropped off right then because I don't know. Just imagine, you know, you're a 16 year old kid after. So I don't know how how these kids do. You know, I'm 16 years old, and I got one group of kids saying, "Hey, man, we're going to go to wrestling practice." And, you know, go sweat and do all stuff. And then the other group of kids are like, "Hey, we're going to go hit the bong and drink a 40 and hang out with some girls." And, I mean, it was like, you know, what's your choice going to be? No. I don't, I don't know how these kids did it through high school. So, dude, I, um, you know, I wish I made the right choice, but uh, I certainly made the wrong choices back then. And um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it made me who I am. But um, you know, it, it only lasted a few years, and then I was back on doing what I do again. No, absolutely. Even like as a wrestling coach, I coach middle school, and like you know, some of these kids are going to be great if they, but they, they have, there aren't the big distractions yet. There's no drugs, girls, this and that. And you're right. It takes a real special kind of kid to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, on top of the game, video games and everything else. You know, it's it's hard. It's hard to get kids into this. It's really, really hard. Yeah, and I'm, I, and I'm not sure what the answer is. Maybe you you'd have more experience and wisdom on that than maybe in that you you deal with these kids all the time but uh i have kids ask me all the time and to be honest i don't have a great answer for them yeah i think it's just you have to get them it's just that that high they get from winning and that high they get from like from practice you have to get them addicted to that high you know and then they then they yeah my, my high school but then you got like, like my high school sucked like we didn't win nothing <laughs> I know, but at least with wrestling, it's an individual sport. So at least there's a chance of the kid, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like a team would be one thing. But like as far as like – but it, it is. It's hard. I mean, it's, a lot of it's the parents too. The parents have to be committed to the sport as well. If the parents are somewhat committed – Yeah, that's got to gotta be the big thing, right? The, the parents just being involved. Like that's how I look at with my own kids. Like I just got to be involved in their life. And look, if they're going to go drink or something, at least – you know, I got to be involved with them and I can talk to them about it like men and just be like, look, why you want to do that or whatever. And not just, I mean, a lot of parents don't even know which one they're doing anyway. Or just, you know, I think a lot of these parents these days just say, yeah, whatever you want to do, we'll support whatever. And I'm like, not if you're going to do the wrong thing, I'm going to support it, you know? One, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. And then, and then now, but uh, then you were, I was reading, you know, obviously we know you talked about like some taking the meth and the heroin, um, that's gotta be the one of the, that's gotta be the hardest thing to, 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 to kick, right? Heroin. Um, well, you know, I was never really addicted to the heroin. I was addicted to meth and I was a tough one to kick, but I got real lucky because in a sense I got lucky cause I was, I went to jail and that's how I kicked that. And when I went to jail, that's when I decided I wasn't going to come back out and do it. The heroin, I was actually never addicted to that. Uh, I just fucked around with it a few times and obviously I did it, you know, a little too much one time. Um, right, right, right. But right. yeah, you know, that, that was, um, 
you know, the, the meth man, I had, you know, some real withdrawals and shit. And I was, uh, I, I certainly have sympathy for people going through the, those, um, yeah, going through addiction, man. It's no joke. How long were you in jail for? Um, the longest I was ever in jail was six months. Wow. Wow. Did any, anybody ever try to test you? Yeah, well, well, I take that, I, I take that back. It was actually like four months. I got sentenced to six months and I got let out early on. They actually, it was funny enough to actually accidentally let me out of jail. <laughs> but did anybody ever try to fuck with you in jail? Anybody try to like test what you that? or did anybody try to test you or have you join their gang or anything? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was just like County jail. So, you know, there wasn't, you weren't getting tested uh, or you weren't getting uh, like gangs and stuff. Um, you know, there'll certainly be some guys try to test you. I mean, that's in, that's every jail. You know, they're just going to, if they can take advantage of you, they absolutely will. Um, so I did have to deal with some of that. And, I, you know, like I said, the same in high school. I mean, I always stood up for myself. Um, I probably got pushed and picked on as much as anyone else, but I also stood up for myself. So people came up to you, so you're in jail, and some guy comes up to you and says, like, now, had, had you had any kind of prior training before you went to jail? No. No, I never had no... No uh, formal training until you know long after that. Wow! So some guy says, "Hey man, you know you're my bitch." And then what did you do? Just crack him in the face? <laughs> that um, you know, some guys would try to you know, you know. So actually, the only real altercation I got into was with dude. It was a I guess I call him a prison queen, right? Like he lives in the prisons. You know, so he was in this jail getting ready to go to prison. And he was married to, you know, dudes in prison. And, uh, you know, I got, we got in a little bit of an argument. And then you know, he's like, he said, you know, I think he said some shit like that. Like, I'm going to fuck you or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, this dude's for real. Oh, I didn't, I say, but I didn't really take it serious at first. At first, I, I was like, man, fuck this guy. Like, I, I ain't going, I ain't worried about him. And then later, they uh some of the the cellmates they told me they were like yo you better watch that dude like he'll uh he'll cut your neck in your sleep like that dude lives in prison like he don't give a fuck like he'll kill you right now and uh, like and then you know he'll try to fuck you or some crazy and i was like damn i was like whoops man mess they were like you messed with the wrong guy and there's like in all the four or five hundred people in this prison you messed with the wrong guy so i got lucky and you know whatever nothing ever happened but Apparently, I did get an altercation with the wrong dude. Oh my god! Wow. So the prison queen is what got you off meth. That was like, you <laughs> know, you learned a new term, prison queen. <laughs> the prison queen. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, your life right now. I mean, you're you're a parent of three. You're running a a gym. I mean, your your life is is like a book, man. You were in jail and meth and heroin and fighting and you know, beat Matt Riddle. I, I mean, it's just, uh, it must be, it's just crazy. Are you, are you, are you, are you bored now? Or are you, kind of, or are you kind of like content? Now what is business? Keep me pretty busy right now between, between a business and, uh, you know, kids and everything are pretty busy. It's just different. Um, you know, it's all like everything, man, everything is just energy. And, you know, my energy is just directed towards something else. Now directed towards positivity, helping others and, um, you know, I certainly don't get bored, man. If nothing, you know how it is, man. These kids will not let you stay bored oh, very yeah. long. Um, you know, I'm going to be heading out to pick up my daughter here in a minute, you know, so, you know, we do not get bored. Um, 
So just try to keep it positive all the time now. You know, that's the main thing I've changed in my life, man. I'm an angry dude. I got a lot of anger in, inside, and I don't even know why it's there, where it comes from, whatever. It's just a lot of energy built up inside, but I direct it towards positive things, man. The anger, um, I mean, uh, Rage Against the Machine said, you know, anger is a gift, man, and, and I use that anger towards something positive, and I hope that I can teach other people to do that same thing. And I just try to inspire others and do some great things in this world. Um, use the martial arts, man. It's the most powerful tool in the world for for improving people's lives. So I just try to get that out to everyone. And, um, you know, combat sports in general, include, you know, I, I include wrestling, boxing as martial arts. I get, I get real annoyed when people don't uh, call them, you know, include them in the martial arts because it's a, still a combat sport, but all individual combat sports, man, that's what's powerful in this world. And that's what I'm here to propagate to the world and spread the word and, and empower others. And, you know, let's, let's make a, let's make this world a, a little bit of a better place while we're here. I love it. I love it. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm a fan for life and uh, have a great rest of the week. Oh yeah, man. And keep tweeting out all that funny shit, man. You, you keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You got the best Twitter on the, on the the interwebs for sure the number one twitter my favorite one no uh, doubt thank you matt take care man have a good have a good week buddy all right have a good one. so yeah. hey is this daniel strauss what's going on what's up it's uh, adam hunter and tyler smith you're on the ma roasted podcast we're talking to the former world champion of the whole world this guy was a champion uh, uh, how are you dan i'm good man how you been Good, I'm doing good, man. I was in a, I was in Vegas, and I was like, I got a show, and you're like, I'm there, bro, I'm there. And then during the show, I was like, Daniel Strauss, and it was Ghost, man. It was <laughs> like, and like, and like, you're very I'm black, sorry, so man. I thought maybe you were like there anyway, and I just didn't see you. But no, Dan, you smile, were, Daniel. No, smile. yeah, nothing. You, you were not there, bro. So it was a horrible show. I had to sneak out back. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but he did come to a show the other day where like him, it was him and him and his girl or a girl. He was, I don't know if it's his girl, but it was was his girl and they came sat for everybody and it was just them two the whole time damn and uh and that was yeah. the coolest man that to me you're you're my you're my friend for life for that i mean you were from before hey, man. even that so i always support you bro I, I i've always thought you were funny as hell like, thank you as long as i didn't get roasted i would always come no I, I got you bro now now you're fighting the first time you switch camps you were in now you're yes. a you're a team uh, extreme Couture or team syndicate what, what, what are you where are you at in vegas I'm actually, uh, I'm like you said, I'm in Vegas. I've been uh, training over at One Kicks with uh, Dewey Cooper. Wow! <laughs> and nice. uh, so yeah, I've, I've jumped around. I've, I've done a little training at uh, Extreme. I've done you know a couple days over at uh, Syndicate. I'm just trying to uh, you know get my you know feet solid somewhere. And right now, uh, training with Dewey has been good. So I just finished my camp with him and you know enjoying my time there and and just trying to get better. Well, Dewey's an awesome coach. Uh, now, is Kevin Lee still over there? Um, yeah, uh, he's around. I, I think he's at Extreme Couture's, and he comes uh, train with Dewey sometimes too. So I, I see him here and there. Now, you were at a super camp. You were at American Top Team. That's where you were for the last ten years. Um, then yeah. you decided to go to Vegas. How has that transition been? Um, it's different. It's um, uh, for me, for me, I like it. You know, um. Being down in South Florida, I was doing my thing for a long time. Like you said, I was with ATT for a while, you know, uh, just grinding it. And, uh, you know, I needed a change. Uh, I needed 
you know, a little bit more push. I needed to to uh, get back to what I needed to do, you know, the running, the road work, and I, I needed somebody to push me to do that. So, um, you know, being out here, I, I've gotten that. So uh, it's been a nice little change, man, and uh, it's a little different, like I said, it, you know, but uh, the atmosphere is a little different, but, you know, it's good training. Was it hard having the same training partners over and over and over again? They kind of know what you're going to do, you know what they're going to do, whereas now you have new guys? It's, uh, yeah, it's a hey, be quiet back there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, um, it's a little different, man. It's it's nice. It's nice having uh, new guys and new guys to train with, and um, you know, I, I'm not the big fish around or anything, so I'm getting beat up constantly, and uh, I'm learning from these guys, and, and and it's good. How are you getting? Who's who, who's beating you up? Come on. Walter Waits. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's there's a there's a few guys in the gym that uh some up and comers. There's a guy named Timmy, I don't know his last name. He's actually an amateur and uh he's gonna be a dog. He gives me hell every time that we're in practice and uh you know, he's definitely making me better for this fight. So, you know, it's just a bunch of guys like that that's around the gym that, you know, they don't have names but they are fantastic fighters. Now, um, that that that's good, man. I'm ha- I'm happy for you. Are, are you still with that with that same girl? I'm sorry. The, the girl that you brought to the comedy club. You guys together still? No, no, man. It just we're we're friends. We just, I, I didn't it, like her anyway. You dude. know, I honestly thought you were too good for her. So uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. But but I mean, it's a hard. Now Vegas has some hot chicks. I mean, between the strippers and the tourists and the. The fight groupies, <laughs> how you know? Look, you're you're a good-looking guy. You got those dreadlocks. You, women, you know, you're a fighter. Is it hard warding them all off? Uh, it, it isn't hard because they're not flocking, you know. Mm. So uh, yeah, I just kind of just stay on my own lane, and when I when I find a baddie, I'll, I'll you know try to wife her. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> are you, are you now are you on Tinder or Soul Swipe or? or uh, Blackpeoplemeet.com? Uh, no, nah, man, I can't. I can't be on any of those. I can't fucking afford to get uh, catfished. And, right. Nah, man, I'm <laughs> cool on that. Now I was talking about talking about uh, the high roller BJJ. You went up against Crazy Horse in that. Uh, now, yeah, man. I thought you were gonna destroy Crazy Horse. It went into like triple overtime, right? Crazy Horse is a lot stronger than what he looks like. He's he's a he's. Definitely crazy, but uh, he's uh, a little bit stronger than what he looks like. And at the time that uh, we did that, that was actually my first time rolling since the accident. So I kind of got put on the spot, and uh, it was fun to do it. But, uh, yeah, next time I'm going to be uh, training for sure. Well, nothing like coming back from a, a almost deadly Fatal motorcycle accident. accident. Doing a, a marijuana BJJ tournament against a guy named Crazy Horse. <laughs> was that <laughs> <laughs> that couldn't have been. That was that's insane, but uh, but that's cool, man. I mean, good for you for winning. Um, Thank you. Now that was a, how long ago was that accident? Was it like last? I'm sorry, the the accident. Yeah. Uh, the accident was December seventeenth of not last year, the year before that. So just over so a 2017. year. Yeah. So you know, I took all last year to just rebuild and mm-hmm. trying to get back and. In October, in about October, uh, you know, I went to a bunch of doctors and uh, I was actually coming out to Vegas this way to uh, see Dr. Uh, Williams, I think is his last name, Williams, Dr. Williams. And uh, we we had decided that if I 
you know, if the swelling and everything wasn't going down by this point, you know, that, uh, I was just going to go ahead and try to do surgery. So, um, it was good. And, you know, so here I am, but no more motorcycles, right? Nah, I won't say that. You know, I just rode yesterday, so Come on, I'm, I'm riding man. all the time. Just dirt bikes. And uh, I love it, man. I can't stop riding. Dude, That's you're fighting on I you're fighting on Friday night, and you're riding on Monday. Well, yeah. See, the, here's the thing. The first the first thing I thought about after getting out, out the hospital was if I was going to fight again. Once I realized that I wanted to fight again, my next thing was. I have to get on that bike again. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's no way that I'm going to be able to step inside of a cage, face another man when I can't even face, you know, a problem that is beating me outside the cage. So for me, it was just beat that and then, you know, move forward. I jumped back on the bike. I did over 100. I felt good. Nice. So I knew. Wait, you did over 100 on the bike? bike? Nice. What do you do? 100 nice miles an work. hour? What are, you, are you out of your mind? Nice was, work. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, it was like when it, it was only like 187. No, you're six, kidding. There you like go. That. You're joking, right? What kind of bike you ride? Uh, a, I a, got a two. I got a little Sportster, a, a little Harley Sportster, and a little uh, uh, Suzuki Jixxer. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Jixxers you're are encouraging this shit? Hell yeah. Come on, live your fucking life, man. Don't listen to Adam. Yeah, actually live. Live exactly. your life. Exactly. Live a life. Uh, come on, man. Daniel. You got to hey, you Look, you people die every day. While you're young. Dude, you're a guy. You you beat every odd. You were ranked one of the top guys in wrestling in high school. You ended up going to jail your yes, senior sir. year. You were kicked out of your house. You, you became. You went to jail. Yes, you, you became a fighter. Then you became a world champion. You got everything going for you. Everything. Come on, man. You you, you don't you have you have kids right or a kid? Do you have a kid? Yeah, I got a daughter. A I'm daughter. A daughter. She's uh, she'll be seven. And you know what? The thing of it is, it's like I can't. I, I won't. I definitely want to be around for her, obviously. You know, I don't want to make stupid mistakes and not, you know, be in her life. But at the same time, like, I'm a hell raiser. I'm a risk taker. You know, that's who I am. And that's what makes me a good father at that. You know what I mean? So it makes you, you know, a fighter, too. I don't try to put things in front of her and just, you know, I don't want to hurt her on purpose or anything like that. But also I have to live my life and let her understand that, you know, you can't be scared of things. You can't be scared of, you know, things that have defeated you, you know what I mean? Because you got to get back to the drawing board, start all over. And, and that's one thing that she's seen me do from this accident. She was there right right after I had the accident. She stayed with me for a little bit during my recovery. And she's seen me build back, you know what I mean? She's that's seen true. me get back on a motorcycle. She's seen me ride again. She's seen me. She's coming out here to see me fight again. And, you know, knowing that she's happy that I'm back to doing this is one of the best choice for me you know it's not even necessarily about getting back to the cage it's you know the things that comes with getting back to the cage is what excites me so you're taking a so okay so you think let me say uh, let's say you take a girl home right you're at the rhino all, all night this hot chick wants to come home you, you know that she's got something right you see a couple pimples down there being a risk taker do you go in raw I can't, man. I can't. I can't. I can't be that type of risk taker. I gotta go ahead and just jump over the building and fall on my face. Fuck that. Okay. All right. So, so, so there are some risks you won't take. <laughs> yeah, some risks I won't take. Some, some okay. Won't. All right. That's good. So you're fighting a, a buddy of mine, Shane Crutchton, not, real nice guy, Marine, uh, former cokehead, uh, another guy who's out of his mind. 
Um, should be a good fight. Uh, I know that you're a very big heavy favorite. Is it hard being a big favorite? Would you rather be the underdog or the favorite? Um, I mean, I, I don't know why they have me as a favorite, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I was just crippled a year ago, so I don't know why. You know, but uh, I, I do like being an underdog. I don't care what anyone says. I am the underdog. You know, I have a lot of deficits that people don't know of that I'm going to have to, you know, show and, you know, work through through this fight. So, you know, I feel like I'm an underdog and, I, and I'll just, you know, continue to carry that vibe with me. You know, I, I feel like I've done everything I could to, to prepare for this and, you know, there's nobody or no one that's going to stop me from it. I like it. Well, the fight is this Friday night. Uh, where is it? Uh, Pachanga. Pachanga, Pachanga uh, Casino. Right. Yep, in California. It's going to be a great fight. The whole card's good. Sada Wad is fighting on the card. My buddy's fighting on the card, uh, making his Bellator debut. Roman Puga. Uh, Tune in. By the way, that guy that um, Keith Berry used to bang, Nicole Aniston. Uh, that's the porn star that he was with. Nice. And uh, he's the guy fighting, um, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, the kickboxer. Fighting uh, Joe Schilling. Joe Schilling. And my man, my man Daniel Strauss. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel Strauss is fighting. So listen, thank you for coming on the podcast. Be- uh, best of luck. Uh, next time you're in California, let's hang out. You got to meet the baby. Hey, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Uh, I, I missed the show. I got I to gotta get back to one. Absolutely. Well, thank you for everything, brother. Take care. Hey, thank you, man. Always. Love Good you, man. luck, man. Later. All right, Daniel Strauss. I like that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and that—I mean, the fact that he was almost dead a a year and change ago. Yeah, like badly, not just died from being sick, like died from his body being mangled and thrown off a motorcycle. But why is he still doing hundred miles an hour? I was like, fuck, man. Why is he still doing hundred miles an hour on a motorcycle? Why not? Because dude, I'm the I'm. I'm on his I'm on his team for that one. I love I love riding bikes. I I get it. No, I'm all for taking risks, but. You know, I dirt bike, I go skydiving, like I, I do all of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna live your life doing what you want to do, then what's the point of living? No, it's good. Look, you know, I, look like, I dropped out of college to become a comedian. There you that go. Was, that was that was <laughs> that's almost as dangerous. That dude. was a pretty big risk. Uh, <laughs> that's just as dangerous as riding a motorcycle hundred miles an hour. Uh, so what do you got? Bad coming for your long term health. So uh, also okay. So we got another. Another eight minutes on this card. Uh, let's see. What else we got coming up um, this week? Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, I said it before, but I'm going to say oh, it again. Actually, My friend give a shout actually, out to my Mayhem's buddy Roman. Hold on. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Oh, missed it. I just missed it. You fucking fuck. missed it. Right after we were talking about it, too. Uh, maybe he'll call back again. If he does, you may, you may have to get another card. Um... Mayhem, call back again. He call just called. I just call. fucking. I just missed it. Uh, let's see if he calls back. Oh, that sucks. Mayhem calls back. All right. So let's see. That was that. That was Daniel Strauss. So what, what do you have coming up? Um, what do I have coming up? Not much. Not much. Got a couple camping trips, but Tuesday, Thursdays, um, teaching. Teaching. Yes. Braxton's Combat Sports and Fitness. In Venice, California, seven o'clock, gi jiu-jitsu, come by, all levels. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, actually, next Monday, Monday and Wednesday, I'm teaching at at my school, Revolution Martial Arts, because my sensei's out of town, so you can come by to that too. Nice. 
Um, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, listen. Find people. me on Instagram. Smith Row BJJ. The Black Box Theater in Boca Raton, uh, April 19th and 20th. Uh, that's in April 19th. Um, and then at the Ice House, April 5th. April 5th, I'm going to headline the Ice House Pastina. Uh, thank you to everyone for calling. Hopefully, Mayhem calls back. I fucking I pressed decline by accident. I'm, <sighs> making, I'm an idiot. I'm yeah, an idiot. Sorry. I'm gonna, hopefully they'll call back. Uh, thanks to all our thanks. Also, let's see. Uh, we got uh, Matt Brown also on this podcast, uh, as you just heard. I'm all un- unorganized. All right, if you if you're on Amazon, go to adamhunter.com. Click, click on the Amazon banner uh, and then order whatever you want off Amazon. Also, um, yeah, and uh, check me out my schedule. AdamHunter.com. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Night.